Well, hello. Welcome once again to the Great Stories Podcast. I am Ryan Weber, your host, and you have found a podcast where I sit across the table from another human, somebody that maybe I know for a long time, maybe somebody that we're all meeting for the first time. But we dig through their life and we hear their story, their struggles, the big events in their life. But most importantly, we get to hear how knowing Christ has changed who they are and what that looks like for them. Uh, You can follow The Great Stories Podcast on Facebook at, of course, The Great Stories Podcast. You can listen for free online at Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. And you just search for The Great Stories Podcast. Uh, And if you hear something you like and you want to support what I'm trying to do, I can do more interviews more often, check us out at patreon.com. Just search for The Great Stories Podcast. And of course, if you would like to be on the show or you know someone who you would love to hear me sit down with and talk to, uh, shoot me an email at thegreatstoriespodcast at gmail.com. Today, uh, I sat down with a gentleman uh, I met just over a year ago actually doing a setup at Resonate Church in Fremont, which is a portable uh, situation there. So we'd wake up early and I, I kept bumping into this guy. And as I've gotten to know him, Man, I've just seen such a huge heart. Just one of the kindest dudes I know. And, you know, he, he keeps telling me, man, I got to tell you my story. I got to tell you my story. You got to tell you my story. And so I, well, I started doing a podcast. It's called The Great Stories Podcast. <laughs> and I invited him to, uh, to come on and go ahead and do it. And, man, what a blessing it was to talk to him today. Uh, we dug through just his life story, man, from... Growing up in San Diego, having a rough childhood, issues with his parents, and just moving around, uh, all the different jobs, just relationships, and all these things. And finally, you know, about a year ago, uh, the presence of God just crushes this guy. And now, for the last year, you know, and as I've gotten to know him, uh, we get to just see him grow and change. And I'm so excited for what is next for James Wilborn, man. Uh, But I hope you enjoy listening to this as much as I enjoyed recording it. Here we go. Welcome to my little house. Yeah, yeah, a little. I'm glad you're here. uh, Makes you look bigger. Makes me look bigger. (laughs) I mean, you're a huge dude, but like, like it makes uh, you look bigger. What was that guy from uh, Harry Potter? The dude that lived in the uh... (laughs) Hagrid, bro. Hagrid, that's Hagrid. I love me some Harry Potter. Such a yeah, Hagrid. Hagrid's one of my favorite characters. Me friend of. Ron Weasley, though. The, uh, yeah. the underdog. I know. You know what I mean? I've been called Hagrid before. I, yeah. I would, would say, Hodor. Hodor's another big dude. For you gave it to old fans. I just, I just wasn't into Hagrid's girlfriend. You see her. Man. Not my type. Yeah, that... I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing about her is, like, when you see Hagrid, you're like, he's big. Then you see her, you're like, she's huge. Yeah, I know. Right? She's bigger than him. She's bigger than him. She, like, overshadows him by, like, a good few feet. Man. I, I couldn't imagine, like, dating somebody that's, like, 
six eight. You'd be in fear for your life. Yeah, it's crazy. There would be no stepping out of the line. It's crazy because you get clotheslined or drop kicked. Yeah, and looking for shoes for that size, <laughs> size of a woman. There's and no. That's expensive Christmases. Yeah, you should just probably be with a cobbler. I mean, that would be your best bet. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that'd be your best bet. So you showed up today with mm-hmm. chicken for me. Yes. Thank you, Vanessa. Appreciate you. Love you. For the adobo. You got an afro pick <clears throat> sticking out of your head. Had it. Had it right there. It was yeah. good. Get, I didn't want to roll up to your house looking like Gumby, man. Get pretty. Hair looking like <laughs> black side, like all day bedhead. Yeah. Can't can't walk out of the house like that. People already look at me a little crazy, but with the hair like that, they're like, <laughs> yeah, let me switch sides of this purse. Oh, man. Just in case. So you're you're not doing carbs right now? Is that what you said? No, I'm actually uh so I do have my days where I do have okay. carbs. Uh it's a lot few far between where it used to be, where I used to carb up every day. Right. Uh but more or less now it's like I'm doing full keto as much as I can. Ketogenic. Ketogenic diet. Man, so I'm... it's like man, that diet is ridiculously delicious. Ridiculously delicious. High fat, no carbs, no sugar. A lot of protein. Yeah, but, you know, with the protein, because a lot of people are like, are you taking in too much protein? Because, you mm. know, I'll be like, but, uh, you know, I lift a lot, so the protein yeah. has to go somewhere. Yeah. And I don't want to lose muscle mass, because that's another thing. If, like, if you do um, keto to a T as far as um, you don't have a lot of protein, you'll start to deplete your muscle stores, and your body will start eating some of your muscle away. Right. So you lose strength in that. And I don't want to lose strength. If anything, I want to be stronger and stronger and stronger. You know what I mean? As much as I possibly can. Yeah. But I don't, um, like I do keto. I do intermittent fasting every day. I fast um, 16 hours. I try to do 16, sometimes yeah. 20 hours. Yeah. You know, me and a couple of my buddies at the gym, we uh, try to do 24 once a week. That's a stretch, That's man. That's tough. But I know if I keep myself busy... It's easy. And right. then I'm like, to when me now, it's like, it's weird because like, I'm such a video game geek. So I'm like, oh, I'm so close. I could do this. <laughs> I'm about to level up. Oh, you know? man. And then, then that's, that's what I do. I just stretch it out as far as I can. I think the longest I've fasted was 23 hours. All right. That's pretty good. Yeah. One time I, I went through, I went through a rough patch. I haven't given my testimony yet on this podcast. I don't know when I'm going to do that. Maybe I don't want, I should be the one interviewing you. No, but I went through a rough patch. And <laughs> okay. I, I, I went, I just, I got to start fasting. Yeah. And praying. And like, I think I went six days, like into the seventh day. Yeah. Without eating? No food, just water. Oof. I know. And at the end of it, like on day six, I took a road trip to like Seattle. And I, I didn't eat until I got to Seattle. I know it's crazy. That's like, super long. It seems like dangerous almost. Like I was, I got silly. Yeah. Towards the end of it, I lost a few pounds and. Yeah. Well, I mean, not a, you're not yeah, I guess yeah. If you're not, you, yeah. You just drink water the whole time. Yeah, water. Water, no tea, no coffee, just water. Just water. That's crazy. Nice. That's, and I, and I, mean, I was, I was moving machinery. I was driving a semi. Like I, I don't. I'm surprised I didn't die doing that. No, because it's funny because uh, I was on IG the other day and uh, Vanessa, uh, she tagged me into this lady's post and this lady's fasted for like 256 hours straight. I think it's like 10 days Ooh. or something like that. 
and she's on she's on IG just dancing around with all this energy and life still. So, you know, if you generally want to do that, you can do it. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of people fast and don't even know it, but I think we just got used to having breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and just being set with that. Like, right. Like that meal we just ate before we started all this. I was like, I kind of forced myself to eat that just because. Mm. You know, I had one big fatty meal this morning, and I was like, I'm good with that. Like, I had a big salad, uh, some hot dogs, and it was just a big protein shake. You right. know what I mean? So then I was like, after I broke my fast for the day, I was like, I usually have a big fatty meal. And that right. usually sustains me. So sometimes I just eat once a day, to be completely really? honest with you. Yeah. Wow. And then go right back into fasting. Like, I'll eat sunflower seeds and stuff like that. Or You don't get crazy hungry, like, towards the end of it? No, nah, because of fat, man. It's, right. you know, it's high fat, so I'm I'm full. For a long time, like, and I sat down and just uh, watched the family eat dinner, and I was like, I'm not really hungry, but when I get over the Ryan's, I'll, I'll make sure I'll eat this adobo. Dang. One. Yeah. Yeah, that was good, though. It was delicious. So I'm picking stuff out of my teeth. Right. Stuff. She's, she's amazing. That's why she's doing exactly, I think, what God called her for is culinary arts. Ooh. How much weight have you lost, like, since you started? Oh, man, like, uh, crazy story. Like, I, uh, I got kind of called out by a co-worker of mine about weight loss because he's like oh you've been saying it for so long and so when you hear that you're like mm, mm. that fire just got bigger just go ahead and keep throwing logs on that for yeah. me because i'm gonna need that you know what i mean <laughs> so it was more so like uh i guess like step on the scale last time i stepped on the scale was like uh in may 1st i weighed 365 okay uh, my heaviest i've been in my life was 394 and you know i just felt like a big chocolate ball with arms and legs <laughs> <laughs> like you know how uh was it Veruca Salt inside Willy Walker and it turns into the blueberry. Augustus Augustus glue. Violet, violet. Like I felt like I should have been juiced in between that time and now, but uh, squeeze you, <laughs> squeeze me and see what comes out. Like it's just blueberry, be like oh, Nutella man. all over the place or something. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I I weigh I weigh myself on this bet that uh. By the beginning of the year, that I'll be under the 200s. I haven't seen 200s in the scale since I was in high school. So, yeah. Um, the last time I checked, I was um, 328 from 365, or 365 since 328 since May 1st. Right on. And then that's a good pace. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like uh, maybe five to eight pounds a week. Wow. And then uh, I weighed myself um, last Wednesday. And surprisingly, I was 13 down again. Dang. So I'm at 316 currently right now. That's, and a, that's a good ride. Loving man. it. Um, yeah, man, it's uh, like. Feels good, doesn't it? It does because like so much, so many times in my life, I just never, I just felt comfortable with success. Does that make sense? Like right. I don't, didn't want to be, like I've always thought about being in shape and see myself being in shape yeah. never really apply myself to getting in shape you know and I always said oh I'm gonna do that and do this and so when people are telling me this it's like the second time I've heard somebody say like well you know I've heard you say that before and yeah. like in your face ah. you know uh. what I'm saying you're gonna take that and I'm like okay well then I ain't nothing I can do cause you're right Right. don't call me yeah, on my hard goal to yeah. yeah it's hard to argue like yeah you're right so you just kinda moonwalk out of that situation awkwardly <laughs> <laughs> And you're like, yeah, so I'm I'm not uh I'm listening to you, but I'm not gonna show you that I'm listening to you. Yeah. You know, but then in, inside it's internally it's just eating me and eating me and mm. eating me. So then 
when my alarm closed off at 3 a.m., I just start my day with him, you know, God. Like, mm. Thank three, you for getting me 3 up. 3 a.m. 3 a.m. Well, because, uh, you know, Vanessa had issue with her knee unfortunately she's got like a torn meniscus so um, i drive her out to oakland but i have to get up an hour early if i want the gym right you know so i get up at three you go into work at seven seven yeah dang yeah man so that's hardcore that's what people say but now at this point in time man it's it's a need like i just feel that because of things that changed in my life um you know with my testimony and my story Mm. that he's getting me ready for something greater and so I need to be there. I need to be, have the confidence that he has in me Yeah. for once in my life. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and. It's a big picture kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's overall, it's not even for me anymore. It's all for him. Wow. You know? And I see life like that now because of my spiritual awakening last year. You know what I'm saying? In September. Mm. Changed everything for me, man. You know? But I'm just I'm just grateful, man, because could have been doing a multitude of things in life. Could have been buying bars. Could have been doing a lot of a lot of a lot of bad stuff. But mm. you know, he didn't make me that guy. I didn't need to be that guy. And certain things, I think he just kind of was like, "Oh no, we're not going that direction. Come this way." Or no, you're not going to do that. Not today. Go this way. You know? Yeah. And he led me to where I'm at right now in my life. So, dude, let's but, dig into that. Let's do it. <clears throat> so, so take me all the way back. All the way back. Give me little, little baby James. <laughs> That's funny because baby James, uh, if you if you go home where I'm from in San Diego, they call me BJ, which means baby James. That's oh yeah. Just, uh, this weird. Did baby you, did James. You, did you Google me? No, I'm not. I I don't stalk you. No, mm-hmm. no. I didn't. Okay. I didn't call your family. Hey, uh, is this James Lord? Yes, yeah, so, uh, so did you have a nickname? <laughs> did you have a nickname for him I can use yeah, no, randomly? Because I'm the third, so uh, okay. this is senior junior, and I'm number three. Right on, San Diego, San Diego, cool. California. Yeah, um, born in Grossmont Hospital, um, Oceanside is where I was raised, and um, yeah, man, like uh, growing up, life, like what part? Just from the gate, yeah. You got right, so so like uh, mom and dad, mom and dad, brothers. Uh, I got a sister. I got three siblings: uh, Jamaica, Kamisha, and Bruce. Um, hmm. Bruce and Kamisha are my step siblings, but I don't use step because I mean, known him since Bruce since he was five, and uh, Misha since she was oof, was she like twenty something like that? Hmm. I which uh, eighteen nineteen? Which parent do you share? Um, my sister, my dad, my dad married the mom. Okay. And then I got a stepmom, my mom, Mama Cook is my stepmother. And then my Mama Mama Cook? Mama Cook, yes. We we call her, she, her, she introduced herself to me as Cookie. Okay. And, um, (laughs) my dad used to say, oh, it's the sweetest, sweetest it ever is or something like that to that effect. And I was just like, oh, that's so adorable. But, uh, like, so, um. Growing up, you know, dad and mom, uh, pops was a pastor, um, mm. always in church. We went to Mount Carmel. Um, I just remember watching my dad preach and yeah. the reaction of everybody around him and the people that were, you know, hooping and hollering and screaming for him and glorifying yeah. God. And you could just feel the presence in that house. And I was just kind of 
kid, numb to it, you know. Yeah. Four or five years old, just looking for that next butterscotch candy or <laughs> that peppermint <laughs> with the squirrels on it. It was like, I, that's why I'm going to church because, you know, <laughs> sister such and such has got candy for Maybe. me. I know she does, you know. Maybe I should try that. <laughs> Give the kids candy. Uh, nowadays, I don't know. It might be uh, yeah. frowned upon nowadays. I don't yeah, know. that's you true. Know society is. And... Now you have to give them iPhones or something. Yeah, it's got to be. High, high taste. Mm-hmm. Silicon Valley and all. I'll pay for an app free if you come to church. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll buy you an app. Yeah, but um, yeah. So uh, was born and raised in a church, Christian. Um, and you know some of the stuff early on with, you know, my dad and my mom. You know, um, they ended up splitting when I was like maybe five or six. Okay. And uh, they separate, go divorce. So you know, dad takes off and goes wherever he goes, and I'm with mom. And mom's struggling with me and my sister, uh, Jamaica, and, you know, uh, we're making it. Best way we know how. Hmm. Uh, apartment to apartment, stay with grandma from here to there. But, um, you know, some of the f- some of the fondest memories is just me, my mom, and sister just laughing and enjoying each other's company. You know what I mean? And hmm. just being there with them and, you know, uh, through those hard times, you know, uh, it wasn't always... No sunshine and rainbows growing up. It was, there was issues there, um, you know, abuse, uh, verbal and physical, um, hmm. and just things that, you know, even at this age, at 38, like I don't, they still kind of affected me back in the day. Yeah. But now I made amends with them, like after my dad um, passed away, and it's like, all right, you know, I forgive you, you know, it's over. You know, you go home. Don't, don't, don't leave here with regret. You know. Yeah. And having that talk with him while he was on his bed, that was a lot. <laughs> that was a lot. How long ago was that? I uh, passed away eight years ago, 2011. Okay. So yeah, cancer ultimately took him. Right. Yeah. The big C. Ugly. Ah uh, man, if I was in, tr- I had so much stuff to say about cancer, and I don't want to say it on this podcast because <laughs> it's just they'll probably be like, no, you got to take that out. <laughs> you got to take that out. Cancer is not great. Cancer is... It's ugly. Yeah. Yeah, it's just... It's evil. And I wish we didn't have to deal with it as a society, but, you know, life. It's part of life, unfortunately. You know? And sometimes I feel like it's unfair for some people to have it. Mm. You know? Because and then, and then who am I to be like, oh, this is shouldn't be for you. This shouldn't be for you. It should be definitely for somebody else. Yeah, it's those people. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely some people that you feel that should. <laughs> I mean, if that if that's Christian-like, I'm sorry. If not, yeah. you know, that's I'm, just... I'm, and I'm not the only one that probably feels that way, that certain people should be dealing with that and certain, certain people shouldn't be yeah. dealing with that. But, I know what you mean. Yeah. It's, hard. it's kind of a hard pill to swallow when you see somebody that puts their best foot forward for you, even though they're going through a hardship. And, you know... I got a good buddy of mine right now that's going through something like that right now. Mm. You know, he's got a kids and he's going through that and he's fighting. Stay strong, bro. You know who you are. Um, I don't want to put your name out there, but mm. we're here for you. We love you. We're always praying for you, man. But he's, uh, it's just that's that, you know. It's hard. I can't, yeah, I can't. It's hard to even see him going through things that he's going through. I knew a guy uh, named Al uh, Obert. Okay. And I knew him when he was growing up, and he had, or when I was growing up, I knew him. And he had two kids younger than me, mm-hmm. and a wife and everything. And I think his kids were like eight and 
like 10 or something like that. And he got brain cancer, I think it was. And just really fast, just like withered away, you know, boom. Yeah. And he's gone. But I remember at one point, like he knew he was going to, he was going to die soon. And he, and he says, you know, like I was looking at statistics for cancer and like one out of every five people get it. And he says, well, at least maybe like I can be the one out of five and my kids and wife are okay. You know, yeah. it's like, like for him to be in that position and say that though, just shows crazy. you what type of man he was. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And just to take that L like that and just be like, I'm just going to have to be okay with this because this is. It's what it is. You know, yeah, but he already probably knew where he was going from there. You know, he already knew that. Mm. You know, they're waiting for me on the other side. They'll yeah. be fine down here. You know, and but like, okay, so off subject. <laughs> yeah. So like, uh, you know, dad left and then um, grew up uh, with grandmas. Like, I love my grandmothers, my aunties. Did you, you see know, dad you know. much when you? Were... He he popped in and out of town. You know, he traveled a lot. Okay. Uh, he, was, he was an environmentalist and worked for Johnson and Johnson, so they had him um, all over the place. Like I don't know exactly where he went when he left from uh, uh, my mother and my sister and I, right. but I know that he popped in every once in a while. He'll spend, you know, a week in our day. Like one of my fondest memories, a few fondest memories of him uh, was when he came out of town, and like I knew, like, I don't think my mom told me because uh, I woke up there and he was there, hmm. and I was just like, Dad, like. <sighs> First thing I'm asking, are you staying? And he's like, no, nah, right. you know, I'm just here for. And so I didn't understand that, mm. you know. So it's like, uh, okay, well, you know, why are you here then? You know, yeah. If you're gonna leave again, you know. And so um, he's like, just come with me, Cole. I'm gonna go run. And I was like, can I go with you? You know, I just want to spend time. You know, what I mean, I didn't know if I was gonna be able to make it, but I wanted to do it. Yeah, because he was a runner. You know what I mean? Mm. So he went on a jog, and like he. He, I would try to keep pace with him, but having <laughs> little legs in <laughs> and to his stride was like, oh, I'm just looking at the back of his head this whole time and I'm trying to keep up and make sure he's in a distance and make sure he's in front of me. I can keep an eye on him, you know, take a little break here. Yeah. Suck and win. No water whatsoever. We went for like, I think it was like a five mile run. Oh God. And I would think I was like maybe nine or 10. I had the energy, but in the in the heart there because I was like, I'm not gonna be left by myself. <laughs> like I'm not gonna let my. I'm definitely gonna keep running. By the time I got home, I think I took like the longest nap in history of a kid. <laughs> I like that. But it's uh, it was fun, <clears throat> man. And then I just remember, you know, him leaving, and then like your mom struggling through work, and so I spent a lot of nights with my grandmothers, um, yeah. and Grandma Marie and Grandma Gloria, and um. You know, they, they had a lot a lot of impact on my life growing up. You know, watching uh, my dad strike on my mom mm. and growing up in that environment, sometimes as a kid you think, oh, is that right? Am I, is that how I'm supposed to treat you right. know, my wife or my girlfriend or anybody? Yeah. And it's like, heck no. Nah. <laughs> that's not okay. Something in you knows yeah. that that's not right. But then the women that God placed me in with, yeah. my mom and my aunties were like, you know, don't you ever, <laughs> right? Don't you ever disrespect a woman by putting your hands on her? Don't you ever disrespect a woman by doing A, B, and C? And then it's that, and if you do, yeah, you know, with their eyes just big, like there's a ghost <laughs> behind you, or they can see your soul, and you're like, you're gonna answer uh, to us, <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Exactly. We know where you sleep. Right. Like, <laughs> you better sleep with one eye open because I'm coming for you, basically. Right. Like, you ever do that to him. So now, like, uh, I despise that. Hmm. Like, if I hear, like, a man's putting his hands physically on a woman, yeah. I have a hard time with that. Yeah, that's, that's That gets me hot. You know what I'm saying? Because I just, at that age, watching that happen to your mother and feeling powerless, in a sense, to where you couldn't do anything or make a difference. Right. Where you felt like that should have been your key to be like, leave her alone. Right. But, you know, what do you do when your dad's this mountain? Yeah. <laughs> and you're just this hill. <laughs> and you're just like... Ugh. And you'd see that go down? like. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah? Yeah, I've seen it. I remember an argument that they had between, you know, um, and I, you know, I, that it was just like, now that I look at it, I just look at it, it was petty. Hmm. Like it shouldn't even went down like that, but it did. And like, it's just, it just stuck there for a while. It's still there. Like, I don't, I don't, it doesn't define who I am, but it it let me know who I didn't want to be, you know? And what I didn't want for myself or my spouse or anybody in this world to have to go through anything like that, you know? So, but it, it had a lot of impact, obviously, because I still talk about it to this day. But, you know, that's just things that you deal with to get you where you're at. Get right, get right up on that thing. Yep. Oh, there you go. Sorry, I you could just pull it, pull it toward you if you want to. There you go. This is this is awesome. All right, but um, yeah, man, it was just a lot. You know what I mean? But it's just dealing with that and getting over that, and then trying to be the man of the house with an older sister and a mom, yeah. and carrying that burden. So then, like, I got um, when I was like eleven or twelve, I remember having my birthday. It was like right before I was taken off to go be with my dad in the East Coast. Mm. So mom comes to me and she's like, you know, I think you need to go stay with your father. Wow. You know, because. Just out of the blue. like Yeah, I think it's more or less because of teening, like okay. being that rebellious boy. And then the, you know, the environment that I was around, yeah. it wasn't always the greatest. You know what I mean? I'm not, I don't know what my life would have been like with, with all that mm. being there. But I'm I'm forever thankful that my mom sent me to my father to become the man that I am today. Because, you know, even though we didn't have the best relationship, my father and I, I still learned a lot from him. Mm. You know, not even, not even just through talks, just through his approach with me at times where, you know, he was angry or he was mad or any of that, you know. Where did he? Where did he live? When he you went we to? lived. Uh, he lived in Jersey. So we I flew out from. Uh, it was like a six-hour flight to New Jersey, and we stayed in Perth Amboy, in New Jersey. So I was there for like a year and a half um, with him, and then I flew back to San Diego. And it's and it's cool because like uh, <laughs> East Coast, mm. it's cold. <laughs> I remember <laughs> New Jersey. <laughs> Jersey, dude. I remember when I walked outside, like. Um, from California, so I had overalls, short pants, overalls, and I'd go to school, and then it's like, you know, I didn't want to look good for, like, school, of course, you know, yeah. I, mean? I didn't want to look good, so I wore my best outfit at the time with short pants, overalls, and it was, like, zero or 
less degrees outside. <laughs> I'm walking up to the school with t-shirt, uh, and short pants, overalls, and my hands in my pockets, and, and everybody's looking at dying. me like, "What is the matter with this oh, yeah. dude? Where like, are how are you even outside right now?" <laughs> and I'm like, "I'm just not uh, trying to show that I'm cold, but I'm chilled to the bone. Oh my god, I was so cold." And then I remember uh, going home, and Dad was like, "You went to school like that? <laughs> what are you wearing? <laughs> like, what's, like, we gotta make better choices, man. You could uh... you could have died. Like, I was like, <laughs> you know, I was like, yeah, it's cold. I just I just went to school like that. So, man. And then that <laughs> in that school, like, it was one of the first things that I guess that was another thing that made me more. You know how you hit that teenager, and then there's like still some innocence left where you're not. Right. made fun of or anything like that. So I didn't experience any of that here. Hmm. But I experienced it when I first came out here, when I first went out to Jersey. Jersey. Yeah. Like, I remember we were getting a, um, a scoliosis test from the PE teacher. There. Yeah, I remember and those. So then you yeah. have to, you know, bend down and touch toes. And right. So everybody's taking their shirt off. And then, like, it's my turn. So I take my shirt off. And it's, everybody just starts laughing. What? And pointing at me and laughing at me. Oh, like, that's oh, look, you have boobs. Ah. Oh my like, that's and that's to me that's kind of like where I became super body conscious. Yeah, like, just that one thing will do it. Because any everybody to where even the PE teacher was laughing, and shut he's a person up. that I was like looking to like to be like, hey, shut up. He was just like, uh, yeah, that's know, the guy that's supposed funny, to. Uh, and I'm like, dang. There's something different. So there goes that innocence of being a free spirit and being happy with who you are and where you're at. Yeah. You know what I mean? And just snap, man. Kids are nasty, bro. Kids yeah. are nasty. And, you know, like I... Man, it's, it's so worse. It's worse now, though. You know, it's mm. worse now in society, unfortunately. But but that's when I first did that and, and I became body conscious. And then that was just like, man, after that, I was just like, man, I'm, I've got to watch like what I eat mm. and... Which didn't really matter. I just, I guess, I went even worse because I was, you know, that good old husky, husky, <laughs> husky. Right. We look, we looking for the H in the back of the neck of that shirt. I, the wide leg. Right leg. Yeah. Right. Uh, I know that. It's like, no, baby, that's just baby fat. No, no, it's just no, fat, baby. I'm that's like, just fat. <laughs> that's just fat, baby. I'm like twenty. Yeah. Baby, I'm, baby, baby fat. Gone. But you're still mine. My mom is so awesome. Like she would still be like, oh, it's okay, baby, it's good, it's all right. And I'm like, yeah, no, it's not, but my cholesterol and my blood pressure, and it's not saying it's okay. Oh, man. <laughs> and, you know, and it's just, that's that first time. And then, like, uh, so I, and after that, um, went back home to San Diego for, like, I think a month, two months, and then Dad relocated to uh, San Jose. Hmm. He actually stayed in Fremont for... A spell, and he really? was there, and I don't know where exactly he was at in Fremont, but it's crazy that I live here now. And he was still Johnson and Johnson, yeah, traveling man. But he made, uh, he did his own uh, hazmat pickup too, so he had his own business, his image resources. Is, Interesting. Yeah, he picked up hazmat and stuff like that. That was a that was a brain man. He had a brilliant mind, and so he wasn't. He wasn't in the church anymore. No, though. he still was preaching so when he, he was... came down here. Uh, I forget the name of the church, but it was in Palo Alto. Okay. But still sharp. And yeah. just fant- fin- sorry, fantastic and amazing to watch preach the word. And hmm. still me, I'm just like, eh. Yeah. You know, trying to stay awake because I was playing Sega Genesis the night before <laughs> to like 3, 4 Genesis. in the morning with my best friend. And 
And then, like, my dad at the end of the service, I seen you falling asleep up there. I seen you falling asleep oh, up there. You need to make sure you wait, you stay awake for this thing. You know what I'm saying? I'm up here preaching the word. You need to be listening. And then it's like in here, one ear, not the other. Man. And Isn't that funny, though, of all the people in that room? He had his eye on me. While he's preaching, while he's, preaching. he's got an eye on you. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, it's it's crazy now that you think about it. Like, um, God, I have so many questions for him. Yeah. You know, like, if well, that could have been different, it would have been great just to hear his voice right now. Mm. You know? And great just to bounce ideas off of him about things that I'm going through and stuff like that. Yeah. Man, but he hears me. Yeah, he sees me, and even though it wasn't always perfect, man, I'm still proud to be his son. You know, mm. still proud to be his son. It's beautiful. But yeah, so like, uh, mm. sorry, man, I didn't mean to. No, let it go. I still haven't got uh, like real box of tissues or anything. So. I mean, these these tissues are gonna just suck. The tears right out of the duck, go. so maybe I won't be crying anymore. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're quilted. The gen told me that. Face is going to be super, super <laughs> chafed from these rough paper towels. My neighbors are going to wonder why all these people come out of his house looking like they've been crying. Uh, he's, so, he's so mean. He's just a big bully in a tiny house. <laughs> Hagrid. Right? Hagrid. Hagrid's mean. It's the evil Hagrid. But, um, yeah, man, I just wish I could rift off of him about yeah. a lot of stuff. Like, you know, once once uh, he moved here and then he met uh, my stepmom and then, you know, I had my brother there and my sister and then me and Jamika finally got back together because she moved out here with him. Mm. And so um, I had my sister back and that was awesome. But, you know, me being a, a punk kid and rebellious and her being a teenager in high school, it's like we didn't really have that bond off top. Right. Um. And so, you know, she did her thing. She ended up moving out. And then uh, that's where I, f when I was like 14, 15 is where I started feeling like anger mm. towards the world. Just pissed off, man. What did that look like? Ooh, frustration, bully. Um, if you were smaller than me, you had it coming. Mm. I remember being, uh, <laughs> oh man, in junior, junior high school, I went to Shibuya. Uh, and I got with the, well, first, when I first moved down here, I went to Dove Hill Elementary School and, uh, got in a group of friends that, uh, you know, I guess they wanted to just more so test me and see mm. what I was capable of as far as fighting and stuff like that. Oh, gosh. So I ended up getting in like three or four fights the first week of school. Whoa. Yeah. It's like or a prison it's like yard, four man. fights. Oh yeah. And it was like, uh. I felt like they were just sent after me by somebody. I don't mm. know how that came on. Like, cause like a couple of them were like, "Oh, you want to fight?" And then they like just look around aimlessly, like, am, am, "Do I want to fight?" <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and so I was like, "All right, it is what it is." I mean, I guess we're gonna come to blows. And so, you know, they hit and we fought. Wow, detention. You're on the yeah. you're, you're on the you're on the uh And then you're that kid. I'm right. that kid. That and then again, yeah. another same different kid next week, different kid next week. And then so after that, um we all became friends. <laughs> <laughs> boys, right? Boys. Uh, we all we all became boys and we hung out and then you know, ran the streets of uh East Side San Jose having fun, uh, uh living life, being knuckleheads, you the, know. The East Side was uh that was a rough spot. 
back then, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, but, you know, honestly, like, I didn't, I really didn't... I got lucky because I really didn't, like, get into, like, gangs and stuff like that. Like, all my friends, I think, you know, they, they were into that stuff. But I... Yeah. By the grace of God, I stayed out of that. Yeah. Like, I didn't really... I never really shot a gun until I went camping years ago. I mean, I really didn't have to, you know you know stab or cut anybody or anything like that i really mm. never had to be that guy i just fisticuffs yeah or, you got jumped in yeah, but <laughs> yeah. You didn't have and to it's work. like we just you know i remember we made you know we made a pad that you know we watched each other's back in fights and stuff like that but then those were my guys man like growing up in um elementary and junior high like we we rode tough like i stayed in our houses and we got into a lot of mischief together and so it yeah. was fun, man. Like, I don't regret anything from my childhood if it gives me right back where I'm at right now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But um, it's 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 funny when you look back at it and then, like, you see those guys on IG and stuff like that. You're like, oh, man, I remember <laughs> when we did this, this, this. And having a good time. And then they're all moved on and having families of their own and stuff now. But uh, it's good, man. And then so mm. uh, I remember 12th grade. Or not twelfth grade. I'm sorry. Uh, junior high. Just angry, picking fights, mm. stealing. Uh, just man, so mad and depressed yeah. and suicidal thoughts. You know, thought about taking my life a few times in junior high school. Not even want to be here no more. Like mm. if, like if my dad doesn't accept me, like I gotta feel like my dad really hated me, bro. Like, yeah, I really felt like. I was a waste, you know? <laughs> and so, like, why be here? You know what I'm saying? What's, the, what's my purpose of being here? Like, I'm, right. I don't, don't want to be here. I don't want to be doing this. So I've thought about that a lot. But, like, my best friend, uh, he was a lot to me. Yeah. You know, like, he picked me up when, like, when I left. Like, on my 18th birthday, because me and my dad were buddy heads, I remember you know, cussing my dad out and never ever thought I would ever say the words that I said to him mm. and got home and he was waiting for me. <laughs> like, say what you said to me on the phone oh, to my face, <laughs> you know, and that's the kind of father I had. Like, he was like, you're man enough to talk to me. Now you're man enough to talk to me. Yeah. You know, and I was like, oh, yeah. yeah, going back to being the hill to the mountain. Mm. Um, I'm not, I'm not challenging you like that no more because now I'm feeling for my life. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because, like, I know what you're capable of. I've seen what you've done, and I don't want that for myself. That's heavy, man. Then he's like, so just talk to me like you can. Like, took me in the garage. I was like, what's up? You know, you got something to say? Say it now. And I'm sure if I would have if I would have rattled off with the mouth, it would have been fist. Yeah. It would have been fist, for yeah. sure. Like, me and my dad, I would have got... I would have got it stomped out. No doubt. My dad was a, he's a big dude. Mm. He's a big dude. But I didn't. You know, I told him I'm sorry. You know, I don't, I will never talk to you like that again. I was way out of line. I shouldn't have said that. But in the situation, you know, I had to, I had to go to the restroom. So I stopped at my friend's house. So that's what he, I was grounded. And, uh, I was just like, you know, at that point in time, I was just, that's when I really was like, suicide is the way out. Mm. Yeah, be, you feel let me trapped. Just be done. Yeah, because yeah. I can't get out. And then, like, um, I had 17th birthday. 
And then I was like, my friend was like, man, you got one more year and, you know, you, you don't have to be there no more. Mm. And I was like, what are you talking about? Oh, state of California says when you're 18, you're an adult. You, you don't have to be there no more. You can leave. And I was like, what? Are you serious? I can, I can just leave my dad's house. He can't do anything about it? Nope. Mm. So uh, the night of my 18th birthday, I wrote a letter to my dad and I left. Wow. And I just packed up the clothes that I needed. Um, my other stepmom, I call her stepmom because my best friend's friend, and she's like a mom to me when my mom was in San Diego. Yeah. She's like, you're not going to live on the street. You're going to come stay with us. It's wow. Caucasian family, man. Like, that's why this whole thing about, oh, God, this thing about race is killing me inside. Like, race doesn't matter, man, when it comes down to it. Yeah. It's a yeah. man. It's a woman. You know what I'm saying? We yeah. just have ethnic beauty that God has just blessed us with. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And you can learn from these people, but you rather just look at them a certain way and judge them a certain way because of skin color? Come on now, man. Skin. Dude. Race doesn't matter, man, when we're a trucker that listen to country music <laughs> and uh, a trailer park manager yeah. and, a kid, and a and my best friend with his mullet looking like a young Hulk Hogan because his golden locks. You know, so it isn't, it is, that doesn't, it doesn't matter to them when I'm an African American yeah. boy. You know what I'm saying? And they took me in, man. I lived there for like three years. Man. You know, they, Maybe very responsible. I got a job because of them. I got my license because of them. I got, I didn't lose my life because of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, and I owed all of them because I could have been somewhere else. Yeah. You know? We, we've kind of like, we've touched on that whole subject like during like setup <laughs> at 630 in the morning. Yeah. And, I, you know, I've told you my, my story with it. Like I, you know, I was born in Redwood City, yeah. California on the peninsula like this cultural melting pot yeah and and the way i was raised was to be colorblind yeah really like we're over that yeah like that doesn't happen anymore no one's that way you study it in history yeah. and you look back at it and you're like what right like what did i don't i don't understand like what did what, did people want everyone to look the same like penguins right. or right why would i want everyone to look the same right and and I've told people this before that I, when I take trips like out to uh, out to the valley, or yeah. like I went to Nashville, you know, somewhere like that, and I look around and I'm like, "What? What's going on? Here? Everyone's white. Yeah, what's going on? Like yeah. this is so weird. Why, why is this like this? This is <laughs> I didn't broken. Realize it. And it's like it's you know, like... but something something seems to have changed recently. I don't. I don't know what's going on. I, I don't think it, anybody knows what's going on because we're follow we're following. In my opinion, uh, society and this tribalism, the, yeah, the media. Up. Like we need to be not commingling with each other. We need to yeah. be segregated. Yeah, it's weird. It's like I, before, like the way I understood it. Yeah, is like you're supposed to be colorblind. Yeah, and the ideal is that you don't even realize yeah. that somebody is this or that. But now it's like this, this like hyper awareness. Yeah. Like, oh, that's the first thing you should realize is right. that, that you're dealing with a, a this, this or a that, this. and you have to be careful because right. this or that. Yeah. Don't say that. Approach like, them with, with everything yeah. that you don't want to approach them with everything you want. To approach them very carefully because yeah. you don't know who they are. It's like, it's like we've been put into a societal zoo. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, well, <you> <laughs> don't feed that guy because yeah. he may do this. Don't feed that race because they may do this. Don't look at them certain ways because they may do this. And yeah. it sucks that it has to be that way. But when you listen to society and you don't go out and do the legwork yourself, what are you left with? Right. Right. What are you left with? What do you when you listen to you know Facebook, IG, or any of that other negativity that they're pumping into our people? It's it's horrible. Yeah. yeah. You know it's horrible. Like I don't. You know, where I work, man, like, it's a melting pot of beautiful people. Yeah. Washington Hospital. Washington Hospital. Yay, yeah, yay. Yeah. I've been there for 13 years, man. I love that place. You know, if yeah. anybody listening, shout out to all my nurses in white. You know, everybody that's there doing God's work and helping mm. people and getting people back up and out. Man, do, they do it from your heart. I mean, that's the only place we can do it from. Because it's not for everybody. <laughs> that job is not for everybody. Yeah. Well, I want to get I want to get into that, too. But it, I, I, one more thing on the... So I, I got a uh, a book that's full of Martin Luther King's sermons. Yeesh. And, you know, just, again, when I was a kid, like, that's the guy. Yeah. Like, what he said was gold. Yeah. And just talking about, like, the value that every single human was created in the image yes. of their creator, yeah. equally in his eyes, that yes, Christ sir. died to pay for the sins yes, of him and him and him. And while we're busy, you know placing people in this category of the mm-hmm. other right? yeah. oh those yeah. people you know king says no you you're our people you're, you're our his people. people yeah you know judge people by the content of their character and all that yeah that's not so popular now and it, it's bugging me yeah yeah <laughs> but you know it's yeah we could we could be that difference though you know I think it's great. One act of random human kindness, man, will get us there day by yeah. day. You know what I'm saying? Turn the other cheek. Don't <clears throat> don't be that person road raging because a certain uh, a certain person is driving that car that's going extremely slow in front of you, or where <laughs> you're gonna get over in the lane and they get over with you, just like yeah, yeah. like I still have those moments driving to this day where I'm like. God bless you. Got to keep going. Uh, Ooh, God bless you. Don't, don't say the first thing that pops into my Yeah, well, the first thing I cannot say. Don't, don't get me on say. that, dude. I, I drive a semi in the Bay Area, mm. so I, I don't want to even... That, that'll be an hour and a half Ooh, rabbit yeah, man, I think you should be drinking holy water after doing that. I'm, I'm, drink, I'm drinking something. <laughs> right? Yeah, drinking all kinds of things. That is insane, man. Like, uh, I could... Oh, wow. Like I'm here, I'm nice and safe in my hospital, and you out there in the streets, <laughs> doing, the battle. Area, doing battle, doing with battle. <laughs> people that are inconsiderate and always be trying to get in front of semis. I'm like, ah. obviously yeah. you don't fear death because that could have been it. it I, I've gotten close. I've gotten yeah, close. That's taking that, a few those people, people out. doing that. Yeah. Let, let's so let's get back in. I wanna, I wanna ask like so you're you're living in San Ho. Yeah. You're fighting at school. Yeah. Stuff with dads going down. Your friends. Stuff's going pops, man. And then, what was your, where were you at like spiritually in that in that phase? Like what what was God to you? What did you think of him? Yeah, what was God to me then? That's the question. Like he yeah. wasn't anything to me. Hmm. You know, I didn't. I knew of him. Didn't really want to know him. So uh, you'd hear you'd hear dad preach about him, right? Then, yeah, I watched dad study. Seen yeah. him studying in there, getting his sermons ready for Sunday. Um, never just sat in there and listened to him doing anything. Didn't care. I was just, just mm. an unruly kid. Yeah. Making my own way. Thought my way was the right way. You know what I mean? Huh. Not listened to any of my peers. Didn't really didn't really care, man. Like I just um 
I've worked. Like, hmm. I had little odd jobs on the side. Uh, like, my dad, he did teach me that. Uh, he, teach me, he taught me a lot. But then, um, you know, when I come up to him, be like, hey, you know, it's a weekend. Can I get you know, some money for pizza with my buddies and some yeah. Nickel City? You know what I mean? Go ahead, hit, hit up Nickel City. And he's like, uh, well, no. <laughs> I'm hmm. like, what do you mean, no? Like, go earn your money. And as a fourteen year old, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, thirteen. Like my 13. first, my first hustle was selling candy door to door. Oh know, yeah, like I, you were one of those guys. Yeah, I was one of those guys that knock on your door and try to sell you some, um, <laughs> yeah, some old Rocky Road or some old peanut brittle that gets oh, yeah. stuck to your teeth. And you, I remember those kids coming to my neighborhood. Oh yeah, maybe it was you. I was one of them. <gasps> I might have. We might have crossed paths. You ever go north in, you know? in the peninsula somewhere? Uh, man, I was all. Over the Bay Area, Maybe. not not really aware enough to know where I was at. Oh yeah, you know, just hop in this white van and this. Oh my I mean, god! I remember this guy. His name was Candy's. Uh, uh, he was a <laughs> white dude. He's like, man, if we get pulled over, I'm probably gonna go to jail. I got a Mexican kid. I got a black kid. I got an Asian kid. I got a white kid. They probably think I'm like <laughs> making you guys out here sell yourselves or something. I was like, oh my god, I don't sell anything but candy. I mean, <laughs> you're not getting that's that's all I'm selling. No deal. <laughs> No deal. It's a white panel van, man. Like the oh. biggest red flag in America now. Like, you don't, you don't get deals with ends with candy. Like he had boxes of candy in there. We were just these kids. <laughs> and how I found it was, I found a number on a telephone pole. Want to make X amount of money? Yeah, you yeah, call you it. Call it, and of oh, course, yeah, cool. I'll pick you up. I'm like, okay, cool. And oh then, like in gosh. today, in today's standards, like you do not do that. No way. No way. But then, ninety-two, maybe. You know, and then. Yeah. You just do it. I do it. I did it. And I survived, man. I just remember, yeah. like, remember doing that. And then, like, uh, his buddies would come over and and uh, I would wash their cars. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And do stuff like that just to get money for the weekend. So, yeah, did, man. Did Dad know, like, you're going out in the van and yeah. with this dude? He, yeah. He's cool. But then, it. like, Dad had his life. He was living his life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He uh, was, he loved the ladies. Um, He hung out with. You know them frequently. Yeah. Uh, I remember those days too. You know, um, and just hustling, man. You know, my sister did her thing, and she left, uh, moved out, and then I was just there. And then, you know, didn't really spiritually. There was nothing there. There was nothing there spiritually. I didn't mm. really affiliate myself with christianity i didn't care about being a christian i right. didn't live a christian life it wasn't led by any christian standard it was just life and i think that's why it was just so dark for me too because i had no you know at that age i had no i had a dad there but i really didn't vest much in him because i've seen who he was right you know what i'm saying when the door was closed or when we were there by ourselves, he was you know, he did a lot of stuff that that I know why he was saying the things that he said when he was dying. You hmm. know, because he didn't feel right. But I was like, man, you got, you know, you got to let that go. But for me, just wasn't anything that I really looked for. Yeah, you know, was the church. You know, didn't really care about any of that. So it was just, it was just, it was dead to me as far as I was concerned. You know. Yeah. And so um I was like I remember I was doing bad like if it if, if football if there was no football dude I was doing horrible in school. Yeah. Didn't do any assignments. 
I'm surprised I got a diploma. You know what I mean? Like, I did enough to get this? Like, you sure? Like, like wiping over, like, rubbing my hand over with my name on the diploma, see if this is going to fade off. Yeah. Because I didn't think I deserved that, you know? Yeah. And I remember uh, before I graduated, like, I got in a big fight with my dad, and I just, just like, he's like, get back here, and. I ripped my arm away from him, and he's like, oh, what are you, you know, getting mad? I think he was about to physically put hands on me, but then, like, my stepmom, God, I love that woman. Like, she stepped in front of him and was like, let him go. Mm. Let him go. And I walked out. I went to my high school. Yeah. Silver Creek High School, and I just sat on the field, and was like, I I need to die. (laughs) (laughs) I need to die. I need this to be over with, because I'm done. I don't want to be here no more. You know what I mean? I hate life I hate people I hate my father I hate the fact that I got sent out here with him and he's being a bag of Dennis you know what I mean so yeah. I don't want to be here no more you know and I mean that's yeah. it's a lot to be thinking about that being and like when I hear like some of these kids nowadays that are taking their lives over stuff man I was like man I've been you mm. You know what I mean? I've been, I've been where you've been, but I didn't ace myself out, you know? And, like, uh, I'm glad I didn't because, like, I think the the reason why I didn't just let that take me ultimately or take my life is because, like, there was a, a guy in my mom's life that I latched on pretty quick who his name was John. And I love that man. Hmm. And God rest his soul, man, like, he took his life because I don't know what was going on in his life that he felt that was the best way out. I just remember my grandma coming <laughs> coming and, and taking me from the outside, like, hey, I need to talk to you, come inside the house, and like, oh, uh, you know, your your mom's boyfriend, uh, you know, John, I was like, yeah, yeah, uh, you know, he killed himself. So, like, at 10, or 10 years old, 11 years old, and hearing that and knowing that, like, that was, like, we lived together and everything. Like, I remember playing catch with him and stuff like that. I have great memories of him. He had a race car, man, and I remember being in that and just oh, feeling like I'm flying because he's going so fast. And mm. ear-to-ear smile because, you know, things like that, like, turning points in life that take you from one place to another where you think that everything's hunky-dory and then that comes out and then you're like what like how's that happen then i see my mom mm. broken again and then again i felt powerless at that age because how do i pick her up and dust her off and be like mom's gonna be okay yeah you know and she loved she loved him she was in love with him she was deeply in love with him you know, and she still references him to this day, and we still talk about him today. So God rest his soul, and I love you, man. I mean, yeah, James, this is a lot to to take in, man. You know, everything Word. that I've endured in life to get me to where what happened last year is amazing, amazing, man. Yeah. So what was the next chapter? Uh, you, you so, so you're, like I leave, you're out. Yeah, I leave on your own. 18th birthday, man. I leave and I'm uh, living with my best friend and I start working, man. Like, uh, they're like, well, if you're not going to go to school, you need to have a job. Mm. So, my first real job was. Oh, here we go. Okay. It was Great America. Really? Yeah. And then, like, when I, I 
that was my first job when I first got to work was for Mitt, and then I was 16. So Great America was like where I first made my first government money. Yeah. And then, uh, real money. Real money, <laughs> yeah. And then uh, <clears throat> that's when I first learned about uh, Uncle Sam. You know, that guy. Like, I don't even know why I call him uncle. I've never seen him, like, at a barbecue or. He's a bad uncle. Right. Like, I don't <laughs> I don't really like that uncle too much. Like, he's just. Mm. Uh, yeah, Uncle Sam. Yeah. Yeah, God bless you, man, because that's all I got for you. <laughs> like, I don't. I do not care for Uncle Sam whatsoever. But it's it's just. Uh, yeah, that's my first job. Then I went to. Uh, it was called AMF, AMF Bowling. Yeah. And. Uh, in right there by Oak Ridge, Berryessa, Blossom Hill area. Okay, it's probably gone. Uh, it's changed. It's still there. It's still there. It really changed. I think it's like three hundred now or something like that. Okay. But that was another one of my like fun jobs where I did. I learned a lot about like being in trying to make people happy. That job was yeah. tough. Working yeah. the snack shack <laughs> and you know, cleaning shoes and stuff like that. Oh, the little air freshener in the shoes and running birthday parties. Oh man. Oh bro, and then But that was a different time. Like that was like back when bowling was still not cool. <laughs> yeah. Bowling still wasn't it was it, it still it, wasn't. all these kids that are like just running around aimlessly and you're just like control your kids. Yeah. Please control here, okay, here's a bowling question. You brought it up. Okay. So would you consider bowling a sport? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, because... Uh, you can drink while you bowl. You can. And eat. And you eat, can, you, you can, can eat nachos. Have it, I've, You can see people on the sidelines sometimes eating a hot dog in a football game if that's, they're hungry enough. That's true. And it's still a sport. Okay. Okay. You can drink and you can do things on the golf course. <laughs> that's true. And it's still a sport. Is golf a sport? Okay. Golf is definitely a sport. Okay. <laughs> it's bowling a sport. <laughs> but and then there's tournaments for it. It's a sport. <laughs> you got your own shoes. You got two balls, your own little bag, and no friends. <laughs> and no friends. I, you know, I when I bowled, man, I. I got my I own ball. ball. I got my own ball, my I, own shoes. I got a ball out here that says Ryan on it. Yeah. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. I got one too. I, and, I was uh, okay. I was in a league, uh, a, f- a league then, and then a league like not too far ago, or a lot too long ago, where uh, we were in an NFL league at a uh, Cloverleaf. Mm. That was pretty fun. Yeah. yeah. You, ever, you ever get a 300? No. 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 I think I got like a 260 once. Oh, you're way higher than I am. Yeah. And I worked at a bowling alley, so I have free games, and I still, I think my highest game was like 205 or 207. Not bad. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I had a buddy that was all about that life. Like he was a monster, though. Like, yeah, strikes left and right, the the curve, the slide, the approach, <laughs> the hair. <laughs> it's all in the it follow through. It's that that yeah. little wrist flip that's, thing. That's you just let it everything. sit up there. Yeah, do this like that. But and I don't, just let I don't, it sit there. I'm not a bowl. I'm not a thumb in bowler. I'm a just two finger, two digit oh. bowler. Okay. Yeah. And I spin. I got a lot of spin hook. that way. Got a knee hook. Oh yeah, that yeah. hook is just—it's uh, like things of kingpin are made of. <laughs> Remember that movie? <laughs> oh, dude, yes. I had a kingpin moment once. I, I I got this ball, and it wasn't my ball. Yeah. But I, you know, I I didn't judge the whole thing size right, and my thumb was really tight. Mm. And so I I got up there, and I I was the type like caveman bowling. I didn't spin it. I didn't do anything. I just. I chucked that it. thing as hard as, as I stinking could. Yeah. 
I wanted to hear the pins like split. Yeah. yeah. And so I I just wind up, take my three steps, boom, and it sticks to my finger. Oh. And it pops off while my hand is like at shoulder level now. Oh dang. So now I'm throwing the ball straight up, like not not straight up, but like a perfect forty five degree like siege to yeah. a castle arch. <laughs> and it's flying through the air and I hit uh I didn't hit anything in the ceiling. I just barely missed the T V screen. Oof. All those little slanted tiles on the roof just yeah. sailing and I'm I, it's on a path like to actually hit the end of the bowling alley. It's a sixteen pound ball. Just oh boom. man, you hurled that thing. And it hit it hit the the deck right in front of the first pin and just crash and then toothpicks everywhere the guy comes over probably you you know (laughs) like hey man like control your kids (laughs) right control your kids or else we have tasers i'm sorry it's stuck it's stuck (laughs) what's the matter with you i fell over a few times if you hit past that little line me that's slick that's slick yeah i ate it it a few times oh yeah me too i had to learn i learned i learned that the hard way yeah yeah (laughs) the hard way like get on that side of the line and that's zip Biscuits hitting the ground, big time. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, uh, yeah it was bowling, and then um, man, where did I go after that? Shoot, um, where else did I work? I had a pretty let's see bowling, and then I started working for a pair of trail. You, I did. Constantino's was a market that I worked at. I was a bagger there for like a year. Um, and the job, I, it just wasn't really me, man. I hmm. I didn't really care for it. I did it because it was money. I ended up working like three jobs at once. Ooh. And I worked at uh, there as a bagger. Then I was a uh, blockbuster video. I worked at Blockbuster when oh, there was yeah. still a Blockbuster. R.I.P. I remember Blockbuster, <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's a VHS? That's yeah. what kids say nowadays, right? Um, VHS. And then I worked at uh, Roundtable Pizza. Cool. Yeah, so I did those three jobs. And then uh, saved enough money to buy my first car when I was like 20-something years old. All right. What yeah. was what was the first car? First car was a 1978 Nova. Oh, beautiful. Inline six. Good taste. Oh, hey, when I seen it, it was white and it was like, it was like in a penny saver. <laughs> Eight hundred bucks, come get it. And I was like, no oh, way, I want it. Eight hundred bucks. Eight hundred bucks. Was it in good shape? No. Oh no, I it drove was... it home and it like the radiator blew. Oh, and then I was just like, oh man, okay. It's that like, kind of thing. Yeah, I borrowed. I borrowed the money from a friend, and then uh, he was like, well, since you borrowed me, can I like, can I borrow the car? I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Because they he see didn't you. crack it up. Did he? No, no, no. He was oh, okay. he was a very responsible guy. I actually worked at uh, worked at Blockbuster with him, and then um, he uh, he was driving it, and then he was like, oh man, it seems like it might be overheating. And I was like, ah, oh, it's cool. I'm gonna go to a friend's house and show them. Mm. Went to a friend's house. Is heading up through Evergreen uh, in the hills back there, and then all of a sudden I hear. And all this white smoke is pouring out, and I'm freaking out. It's just like, uh, I'm like, oh, what's going on? It's Nova like radiator, yeah. And so, like, my best friend's dad's like, just drive it straight home. Don't stop. Yeah. When you come to a stop, don't stop. Roll through it, and I'll just watch your back. Keep so your we're just dangerously low. driving. Yeah. Get there. 
and I call him Pops, uh, my best friend's dad. Man, he showed me how to fix cars. Like, we were in the yard every weekend doing something to the yard or fixing cars or doing stuff that, you know, I wish I've done with my father, but I'm doing mm. it. I've been blessed to be doing it with Pops. You know what I mean? And Community right there. Right. Yeah. takes a village, they say. And yep. so I had a good village behind me, man. And so I... um. Learn how to do that stuff with him, man. And, you know, still to this day, man, like I'm thankful for those lessons because I could change oil, could roll stuff, change tires yeah. and stuff like Cheaper. that. Cheaper. Right. And um and then I I get into uh U Haul. Right? Start working at U Haul and Campbell. Hmm. My best friend's working there. He's like, Hey man, you need to come I've down been there. They're hiring. Yeah. yeah. And I used to work there. And uh I met another one of my good friends where this this tattoo right here is a reference to him. You know what I mean? Okay. Uh, people are like, is that military? He's like, no. No, no. He's got a good friend. Yeah, and special forces, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. special forces. Right. The, the eating forces is what I'm about. <laughs> round table. <laughs> special food. But, uh, but uh, yeah, so then I ended up working there, and then I was there for maybe three years. And then uh, I remember I take a call, and then, uh, like, they used to do these little secret calls where – it's like a manager or somebody that works Ooh, for the company. Undercover that, boss. Basically. Yeah. And it's like, hey, uh, I'm looking for a truck. And I'm like, we don't have any. Click. Oh. <laughs> and, and then like. And then the phone rings again. And then the phone rings again. And my boss picks it up. And I'm outside. And he's like, hey, James, can you come in real quick? And I'm oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be in there right now. I need to You're finish. fired. Said, yeah. He's like, so, you know, that person that just called for that truck. That was uh, that was my boss, and he seen that we had three or four trucks available, and you didn't rent it, so you're missing money, so you're fired. Ooh. And I was like, wait a minute, what? Oh. <laughs> like that was? And I was like, oh. I know there's Again, no way, there's no angry, way out of it. Angry, upset, mad. Nah, still living in the way of the world, doing whatever I felt was right at that point in time, mm. and uh, and um, then. Uh, I just was like, man, what do I do? You know. Yeah. So then I start looking for a job, and uh, then I seen in San Jose that there's this uh, late law paratransit service, and so I, then I get into that, and that was kind of like my first job taking care of somebody else and being responsible for mm. somebody else because I would pick people up, take them to like <coughs> uh, doctor's appointments or to the movies and pick them up and. You know the training and thing, and then like you know, put my best foot forward to where some of those people thought that I was like a s- undercover supervisor because I was so adamant about my job and doing everything to a T. Mm. That way, I didn't mess up. And they're like, "Where you work at? Who are, who's your boss? Who's this? Who's that? Where'd you come from?" Uh. I'm like, "Man, what are we talking about?" Because I guess everybody else wasn't working that great or wasn't right. doing their job to the specification. So, you know, they got me into one of these big bus like things and i was and they're like how do you drive it so easily i was like dude i came from u-haul like i've been driving 24 foot trucks stick yeah. shifts and stuff like that it's e i remember driving a 24 foot truck loaded to the gills with blank moving blankets through livermore hills <laughs> and my boss was like don't take it through livermore go the long way and i was like okay so i'm following back then map quest oh yeah right and they the paper, it out. yeah, and yeah. <laughs> trying to drive a first time driving a stick in like years and never driving that something that big, and I make it through the hills, 
of Livermore in a 24 foot truck. And God is real. God is real, <laughs> man, because Jesus with the will that time. And it's like, there's some times where I, I feel like I might have closed my eyes at some of that because I was like, hit a quarter and just don't scrape the side of this or just don't flip over and just be that guy. Dude. Know, shut down this whole highway because I took the wrong way. <laughs> But it was a it was an experience, man. It was fun, and I survived it, so it was good, you know. So what uh, what was the the lady uh, situation right oh. about then? When when did so, that kind of so I uh, start up? I have an ex wife, and yeah, I had a beautiful uh, that, daughter. From that's her. what I'm nibbling at. I want to hear this. Yeah, so uh, I met her through a friend of mine. We we're uh, her sister, and. Um, where was this in your story? Are you, are you a U-Haul was, person? Or, yeah, I'm uh, still still at U-Haul. Okay. And, um, um, you know, I'd seen her one time. They were like, oh, yeah, her sister's coming. Mm. Um, you know, you, you can hang out or whatever if you want, or you can just drop you off. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay, cool, whatever. I'll just hang out and get, get to know her. So then, like, uh, they picked me up from where I was. Uh, that's where – I'll take that back. So, no, it's, it's when I was at Blockbuster that I met her. Okay. And then – um, something happened yeah. and, uh, you know, we met then at Blockbuster. I remember they picked me up and so I was like, all right, well, I'm just going to go to your house and then we hang out. Um, her sister's like, oh, you can crash out here if you want. Uh, you know, you can sleep on a, uh, sleep on a couch or whatever. And I was like, oh, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna crash on the floor. Um, you know, we hung out and just drinking and doing things and stuff. And then, um, her sister's like, you know, lightweight, I guess check me out so i didn't think anything of it I was kind of numb to that i'm like mm. oh, okay whatever and then um <laughs> whatever i remember going to sleep and then like i hear rustling and then i look and like she's like on the ground across from me like she was sleeping on the couch and then rustling again and she's getting closer and closer and she's inching closer and i was like this is kind of awkward and <laughs> so then one thing led to another and then we ended up hooking up and then uh. hanging out and then um so you know we we date. I go to Morgan Hill for her a couple of times a weekend on the weekends and hmm. take a bus out there and stuff like that. And not the Nova. No, nah, not the Nova. Wasn't no. ready for that road trip, man. I was. <laughs> I was really confident in in the Nova driving out there from San Jose to Morgan Hill. And then like my my uh, best friend's dad was like, "Yo, just drive it. Could be in a could be in a punk." <laughs> and I'll say punk because that's not what he said, but <laughs> stop being a punk. And I'm like, uh, you know, I'm not driving out there. I'll just take the bus, or whatever. Right. Can somebody drop me off. And so uh, we ended up doing that. And then um, like a, maybe a year into our relationship, um, something happened in her past that caught up with her. And she ended up going to jail Ooh. for like a year and a half. Ooh. Yeah. And um, she's in there. And I'm out here. And I was in love. Keeping in touch and oh yeah, putting money in the books and making sure she was taken care of in there Man. and staying. You know, where'd she uh, go into? Uh, she was up in Elmwood, and then sent to Chowchilla afterwards. Elmwood is uh, San Jose, Milpitas, mm-hmm. right there yeah. next to the Great Mall. I've been there a bunch Went of there, times. Yeah. Visited her there. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Seen her behind bars and oh, that's rough. And yeah, the thing get... is, like that was like my first true love. Mm. You know, at that time where I felt like this is it. You'll you know do anything. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, she, she's wonderful in the beginning. And I felt like 
I was supposed to be with her. And she goes to jail, and I'm just like, dude, what the heck? What do I do? Like, yeah. I'm weeping. I'm crying. You know what I mean? She's gone. And things, uh, you know, it is what it is. I just, just have to deal with that. So I ended up visiting her, hanging out with her and my friends, hanging out with my buddies. And they're happy because I'm back. Because, you know, once you get in, fall in love, it's like that's all you want yeah. to do is hang out with Everything her. else falls off. Everything's just kind of like, and they're like, oh, man, you should just hang out. So we so then now I go back out with my buddies and we're hanging out, running the streets and drinking, smoking and stuff like that and mm. doing, uh, just living our life, you know? Um, we just, I was just lost, mm. like, because she was gone. And I feel like had she been out for the whole time, spiritually it would have been different for me then mm. because she was kind of like, I honestly don't know her like her, you know, religious standpoint then, but I know that she was doing her best to stay cool. But she had a she had a past of her own that yeah. I didn't know until later that came out. Mm. Going through conversations and things that she was telling me and stuff like that. And I was like, What yeah. what happened? And she's like, I ended up doing this and it, it violated my parole. I was like, I didn't even know you were on parole or anything like that. Oh, yeah, and so she got locked up. And so for a year and a half, I was just standing by her side, you know, making sure she had money, taking care of all that kind of stuff and stuff. And so, like, all my friends were like, why, why are you even still with her? Why? What's the point? You know, she's not here. Yeah. You do, what you do your life. Be your, you know, you're too young to be tied down. And, like, even my uh, pops and moms were saying the same thing. Like, you're too young to be tied down. But I was like, I love her. You know what I mean? Mm. I'm, not, I'm not just going to leave her like that when she has nobody, you know. So then when she came out, uh, I was still at U-Haul, and, um, you know, we were so overjoyed because she's back. And so we uh, get back together, we end up getting a spot together, and then um, she gets pregnant. Hmm. And I'm like, oh, shoot, 20-something years old, am I ready for a kid? I guess I have to be now because she's pregnant. And she miscarries, you know. And then get pregnant again, she miscarries again. And then, you know, I don't know. She was praying, but I know I still living in the way of the world really didn't care about that part of life. And God wanted to stick Tiana, you know, and she's an amazing young lady to survive and to be here with us. Like, and so, um, you know, we have her, and then I feel like. Things changed from because of the fact that, she, you know, her upbringing wasn't the best. She wanted to do everything that in her power to make Tiana's upbringing the best, even if it was right. Um, belittling me or cutting me down as a man, as a father, as a husband. And um, I couldn't I couldn't allow my daughter to see that part of her life that's supposed to be so good and grand of a mom and dad mm. just be cut down to nothing or just be, Oh, well, you know, you shouldn't do this because I said this and why would you incorrect me in front of my kid? And I'm like, that's not how we're supposed to be doing this. Right. You know, it's a 50, 50. If anything, you have something to say, at least send her, have a decent to send her in another room and then we could talk, but don't just yeah. do that in front of my daughter. And it's like, uh, whatever. Now you said husband. Hmm? So you guys got married. Got married after. Yeah. Okay. We got married before, before the baby, and then had the baby. 
Okay. And um, yeah, I was married, man. I was married for like five years, and uh, that fell through. Uh, was in another relationship, and so that I mean that in that part of my life, man, that was like another one of those parts where yeah, these valleys, dude. Yeah, it's a lot, bro. And leaving my daughter, Ryan was like some of the one of the hardest things that I've ever had to do in my life, bro. I, I can't imagine because I didn't want her to grow up in a toxic environment like I felt I grew up in. I didn't want that for her. Because I knew, I knew what it did to me as a kid growing up, and she didn't deserve that. Mm. You know, my daughter didn't deserve that. And um, I remember, like, they moved to Idaho, they moved all over the place, and there was a while where I didn't know where she was, and I was just like, "Wow," you know. I would go back and forth to San Jose for a while to see her, and then her mom, like people that we we were friends with were telling her like uh you know he's mad and he's gonna come back and snatch her in the night you better do this so i went back one day and the locks were completely changed hmm. and she's like oh you can just throw that key away it doesn't work anymore and you won't have a key to the house basically so and i was like well, why why because you don't want to you don't you know you don't want to be part of this anymore it's like i can't be part of this anymore and then you know it was a back and forth back and forth back and forth and it just wasn't where i was supposed to be hmm. in that relationship Right, the best thing that came out of that relationship was my daughter, period. But then she skipped the state. She skipped. Yeah, she skipped the state. Or she, I, she, I knew she went to Idaho because she okay. couldn't, she could survive out there. She had work or something going on out there, so that's where she went. I visited her in, in Idaho, and then I was there for like three days with my daughter. We just hanging out, yeah. catching up. She's like five then, and just okay. hanging out with her and. I remember not doing anything because uh, not financially stable, so I really didn't. I just hung out at the house and we just ate pizza and stuff like that. And then I remember when it came time for me to leave, like I try to leave while she was asleep so that she didn't see me leave. Yeah. Deal with that. Yeah. She gets up and and she's like, "Don't go," you know. There goes that. Oh. Don't go, Daddy. Don't leave. Don't leave. And I'm like, tear me up and yeah, rip your heart out. Oh, oh my gosh. bro, like. Closing that door and then hearing my daughter scream for me, bro, I can still hear that to this day. You know, mm. I can still hear that to this day to where I'm just crying my eyes out waiting for this cab to come pick me up and take me to the airport. And then um, in that whole time, when I came back, and that's when I met um, Vanessa, mm. who I'm with now, you know. And... It's this relationship that I'm in now has been heaven sent because God knew that I had a hole there and he gave me two kids to help raise Nani and Malachi. So take that a little slower. How'd you, uh, how'd you guys meet? Oh, I, when I worked at, uh, I'm at Washington when we meet and I'm a security guard there huh. and she's a registration clerk in the ER. And then when I seen her, I was just like, Hey, Wow. <laughs> Why, hello. You know? And um, one of my friends comes down and is like, oh, man, there's this girl in the ER that, you know, she's your type. You like her. Go up there and say hi to her. Blase, blase. I'm like, okay, I'm, how do you know my type? I guess I've said it to him a few times that I prefer X, Y, Z. And he was like, well, there's X, Y, Z right there. You need to go say hi. And so um, 
Like, I remember looking at the camera. I was like, is she even there? What does she look like? So I see her in the camera. Oh, and I'm no. just like... You're looking at her on the yes, security the cameras. Oh, some security guards we do use it for work. And some uh, of us use it for the work. You're, you're that guy? <laughs> I'm, uh, yeah, what's that guy? That's great. I would do it, too. But honestly, like... Totally. I'm... I was working. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was working. Keeping air quotes. Up. I was keeping it. Oh, I was being gosh. vigilant. And so... uh I see her there, and then like I'm like, all right, have a call somebody to come upstairs or come downstairs to take my post so I can go see her face to face. And it's crazy because like I get up there, and then I see her coming from where um, room like one through twelve is, and in this crazy ER, it just feels like everything around us freezes, and it's just me and her there. You were struck. Yeah, and I was just like. Uh, it's kind of like when Squint sees Wendy Preffercorn for the first time. It's just <laughs> like, uh, you know? <laughs> and then I'm just like, man, she's beautiful. Like, And I remember saying, like, if if I ever had a chance to date that girl, I would take it. Hmm. And I remember saying that to myself. And at that time, I was in a relationship. So I was like, and she was in a relationship, and I was in a relationship. So I didn't strike anything. We just talked. Uh, and she ends up getting fired. Right, she ends up getting from fired Washington. from Washington. Oh, and I was just like, oh, okay, I didn't get to say bye. And then her friend, um, I'll have to ask her why she got fired. Yeah, I'll, I'll, let, I'll she, let her answer. Like that. I, she, I forget how. I think it was like before her ninety days, and then they they just decided to go let her go. <laughs> and so I don't think there was no rhyme or reason behind it. I think that maybe. You know, the supervisor maybe didn't like her or yeah. whatever, and then she was like, "Oh, we're just gonna go in a different direction. We don't want you." Bye. But so during this time, you don't know where the other gal even is. No, like I didn't. I didn't know where my daughter was for I think like maybe two years. Wow. Yeah, and I hired like a private investigator. Like God put people in your in in your path for a reason, and like one of my very good friends, her husband's a. Uh, a private investigator, so he does groundwork for me. He looks like I don't have money, man. I don't know what you can do with that. Yeah, and he's like, let me just look at. They know up. where to start. Yeah, yeah. Crazy enough, he finds her in San Jose again. Right. Wow. Okay. And he's like, you know what this address is? And I was like, dude, that's actually down the street from the house that we lived in. That's like maybe her mom's house. So at the time, like uh, Vanessa and her sister, they're like. Let us go, go see, because I know if you wow. see her, what's gonna happen? Like, cause they already know how that bad that hurt, and yeah. they already know that if I had a chance, I'm gonna go get my kid. And so they go there and they stock, they <laughs> they sit out and stake out the house where they're. Oh my gosh! And they were like, "Well, we seen somebody that kind of might be look like her, but I'm not 100 percent that sure that's her." And I'm like, "For real? Like, I need to go see for myself." Oh man. And so for days, on my days off, I would just sit outside across the street wow. to watch. Was to it see her? if I get a glance. Yeah. Crazy enough, like, uh, now we're talking again and things are good. And I've been, you know, we get into that later. But um, yeah. she admitted that. She was there and she just didn't tell me. She was there for like, did she say two weeks or two months? Something like that. Huh. So in that two months, I could have been with my kid again. You yeah. see what I'm saying? But yeah. she didn't. Open that gate up. She, she didn't have any that intention. line of contact. Anything. Wow. She had my. She had. She had ways to contact me, but she was like, "No, I'm not going to do it." Wow. 
And so then she ended up moving to Canada with Whoa. my daughter. Out of the country. Okay, so San Jose, uh-huh. Idaho. Idaho. Back to San Jose. Back to San Jose. Canada. Canada. And she's how, been there ever since. How random is that? Because she, she found another uh, it's a husband there. So oh. she met him through online dating or game or something like that. I forget how their relationship. Wow. Yeah. A Canadian A. Yes. He uh A? A. Um so yeah, they they hook up and they're married now. Whoa. And he's a super cool dude. Like uh I'd hope so. Yeah. Your your daughter's with him. Yeah, and so. <laughs> like I have, like I there's things here and there that uh, yeah. that I don't agree with, but where I'm at right now, there's nothing I really can do about that. Right, just accept it for what it is and move on, and yeah. you know, leave it at, leave it at God's feet. And so then she's remarried. She's remarried, and you're... she she changes my daughter's last name. Oh man, because my daughter's like I don't I don't I want to be I want my last name to match your last name. Yeah, so yeah, it makes sense. You know, I I guess so. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's nothing like I said. Like, there's there's no doubt in my mind that maybe one day she'll change her name back. But it is that's up to her ultimately. I yeah. know what I want. You know what I mean? I know she's got Wilborn blood coursing through her beautiful veins. You know what I'm saying? So, and if you look at her, you're like, oh yeah, no, that is your daughter. Like that's that is definitely a cute you. <laughs> I think you showed me a picture when yeah, when you went. Yeah, went so how long it had been since you you've seen her? Because you went to see her eight like, years. Six months ago or something like yeah, that. Yeah, last right? year in November. Yeah. Is when I seen her. It was, it was eight years before wow. I seen her or touched her or smelled her. Or in Canada the whole time. In Canada. Wow. Yeah, she's been in Canada, I think I want to say maybe three or four years. Now. Yeah, I remember you were talking about that. You were nervous about seeing her. And like... Yeah, man, because like I, I didn't know what I was going to walk into. Like, yeah. if she was going to hate me or she was going to feel some type of way about, you know, the situation that... um I left her in or the abandonment or any of that, what she was going through as a young lady now that she's 14, you know, it was 13 when I seen her, but, uh, it was an amazing trip, man. Tears. Mm. I got to touch my daughter. I got to feel my daughter. I got to love on her. I got to hear her laugh, Mm. see her smile. You know, watch her fall asleep, and she's beautiful, man. And what's her name? Tiana. Tiana. Yeah. And uh, I just, I'm thankful for that that day because you know he made it possible. It's like a lot happened last year, you know, and that was one of the big things too mm. that he put her back in my life because he knew I needed her. And it's all in his perfect timing. Maybe I just wasn't mature enough as a, a young man growing up the way I was growing up. And maybe her mom was shielding her from that. Mm. You know, I don't know no rhyme or reason why she did what she did, but she did it. You know, and, and uh, after we went up there and I, we sat and talked to three of us, there's a lot of tears that day. You know, and I apologized for being the person that I was when we were together. And I apologized to Tiana and... You know, we had a very, very good talk that shed a lot of weight in Canada. Yeah, I bet. Oh, yeah. Eight years of... Eight years of just angst, bogged down and just lost and knowing that you had a piece of you out there somewhere and what's wow. going on with it, you know. And 
I just want to be the best person I could be for her, for yeah. all three of my kids. Yeah. You know, and to get that part of my life back, oh, bro, you just don't know, like, the drive that is awakening me is just ridiculous. Like, things I need to get done before I hit the dirt, you mm. know? I want to hear more about that. So, you say, so you're saying this, a couple times you've said the last year, the last year and a half, the last year. Yeah, like, man, so, so, okay, and, so. So I, I met you basically a little over a year ago. Yeah. During the summer last year. Uh-huh. And you you and Vanessa showed up to yeah. do a setup. Yeah, because we were, res- we were at Resonate Church. I was like, we need to get on a team somehow to get in here somehow to right, do this. Right, And like we've been at Resonate for a while and then like one of Vanessa's because she works with Kaiser so one of the doctors you know we were looking for a church home we went to one that was on Thornton and didn't really feel anything in there it was like oh, okay huh? yeah not not what I'm really looking for but whatever on to the next one yeah and then Vanessa's you know looking looking and then one of her doctors tells her about oh have you tried to resonate it's over yeah. at American High School we're like oh let's go check it out and um, we get there, and I was like, ah, donuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where's maple, that maple old-fashioned? Maple old-fashioned Bring donuts. me that maple old-fashioned donuts. <laughs> and then I saw, we, we've been there ever since, man. And then I just remember, I think it was Jackson preaching that day. And yeah, when I walked in, man, I got warm. Mm. I was just like, hmm. So it's kind of hot outside, maybe. Yeah. I mean, maybe they don't have AC here. We, but don't have, we don't have AC. Yeah. It's an old, and it was good. Some days we do. Some days. It's expensive. Those fans are yeah. just blowing all over the place. and It's just, I walked in there, and then I just got a funny feeling. And then like, I heard him say, you know, no matter how, I forget how he said it, but no matter how bad it gets, just leave it at God's feet and just walk away from it. Hmm. And so bef- and like before that, I just with the situation with my daughter, I was like, you know, that's when I started thinking, God, what's up? Hmm. You know, what's going on with me? You know what I mean? With what am what am, what am I here for? No longer like suicidal, no longer none of that, you know, have a good job, things I'm thankful for. Yeah. Have a great relationship, things I'm thankful for. Um, and I just did that with my situation with my daughter. I think that was only one of my biggest, biggest things that were just weighing me down was like, I need to know what's up with my kid. Yeah. And so I say, you know, then I just pray like, man, I don't pray that often, God. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't know what you are, who you are. I know of you, but I don't really follow, you know, your standards or whatnot. Just what you see fit to see me and my daughter together, please make it happen. You know, mm. I would love to see her. I love to touch her. I love to smell her again. I love just to hold on to her and leave it at that. Right. And then, um, things started happening. Like, um, I got into a, a bad situation in my relationship where I was unfaithful and I fell into that rabbit hole, huh. you know, and Vanessa stayed by my side and she, Held me down, and <laughs> that was that was that was a lot. That part was a lot too. And then I started praying when it was bad, yeah. and I was just like, I don't know what I'm doing. You know, get me out of the situation, and 
I'll make changes, I promise. You know, right. those kind of prayers. Yeah, yeah. Where it was just like, oh, now you want to call my name when right. when it's bad. It gets ugly. When it gets ugly, yeah. now you need me. Now you need, okay, well, you know, <laughs> you're going to have to sit here and boil like a little African-American lobster that you are right now. <laughs> Enjoy that, mm. you know. And so I dealt with that, and um, she took me back, man, and we're still together doing it. And mm. then I prayed. Get me out of the situation. I thought I was... In that situation, I thought I was going to die, man. I really did. I thought that was my time to just be done, you know, getting caught up in that. And, you know, I, wow, I shouldn't, I shouldn't have been here. I shouldn't be here, you know, I shouldn't. And just the destruction I've caused behind thinking with certain parts. Yeah. And being that guy to just just crush a homes, crush homes, not just a home, homes, because mine and theirs. I knew I never wanted to be that guy again. Hmm. So lesson learned, and took lumps, and then um, dealt with it, man. Even then, I was just like, man, do I even deserve to be here? Like. If he would have took my life, I would have been okay with it because I deserved that. So I just, that was it. And then that's when I, you know, me and Vanessa went to resonate. And that's when I told Pastor Ryan that, like, I was unfaithful. Yeah. And I just remember him looking at me, not even a little bit of judgment in his face, bro. Yeah. Not even the, even the ounce of looking at me like, you. Because you know how his standard, is, what his standard is with that. Like, he, he's completely against that. And even then, he didn't show me. He was just like, bro, I'm going to pray for you. Yeah. And hopefully, you know, I don't I don't remember word for word, but it just made me feel love when I didn't deserve it. Mm. We got a, we have a word for that. Right. Grace. 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 Oh, she, she's, she's, it's beautiful. It really is. It's beautiful. <laughs> and, and I didn't, des- and I felt I didn't deserve it. And Pastor Ryan... You know, he prayed for me, and then you're I right. Just, you're right. Right. You don't deserve. I it. don't. It's amazing. Oh, and I and I and I still, I still feel like I don't. Yeah. <laughs> but we, it gives it so freely. It's beautiful. Yeah. And so, so that happened, and then, so we've been at resonate, not really getting consistent and staying consistently and trying to go. Yeah. Um. Then we just end up uh, joining your team. Yeah. Right, and that was in like July. So, no, it was it was after my surgery. So then I had an Achilles surgery. Yeah. Right, because I don't think I was there doing that yet. But I know the stretch of things that happened last year because I got my Achilles Achilles operation last year in July is when yeah. it went, went out. You were just coming off of that. Just you coming were off, still of off of work when yeah, you started. Yeah, still. Yeah, and so then I remember. Um, that to me felt like rock bottom because I've always been up able to, to get up and move and do my own thing. Mm. And so I felt like powerless and I just felt like what is what what am I doing, Lord? Am I why am I here? How did I get here? What's going on with my life? Like what's what what is my purpose? Like I I know I'll be a great nurse because I'm in I'm in healthcare, I'm a nurse's assistant and I love helping people. Yeah. You know. I remember praying when I was five, like, if I could do anything to help people, I want to be a superhero. <laughs> you know, I wanted to be a superhero because they don't run from danger. They run to it and they help 
yeah. people that need their help. So I've yeah. always wanted to be a superhero growing up. And so that's when I was like, should I be a cop? <laughs> you mm. know what I mean? But then like, like I was telling Scott the other day, then like I, I was a cop, man. And then you become part of like the biggest hated gang in the world. Yeah. Because society's <laughs> made to look at them like that. Like they're not, they're not all bad people. You know what I'm saying? Some people, yeah. some of the cops don't deserve to be where they're at, and some of them do. You know. But you hear about the ones that are a problem. Yeah, you always you gonna know? hear that negativity yeah. because that's what they want you to hear. Ninety nine of them are great. Right. Someone does something crazy, and, and that's, then that's, that's the, the one that they're gonna they're gonna yeah. be like, oh, look at this guy. Look what he did because yeah. he did this, this, and this, and. Even mo- not, even the other like cops that. are like, dang it. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're not helping you're us. You're not helping us. Like, why would you do that, bro? Like, come yeah. on now. And you don't you don't hear about the good stuff that, that yeah. police officers do. So they get a bum rap doing that. So here's a question then. So at, at what point would you say that your your journey with Christ became, like, real to you? Cause Se- you September 24th, 2017. Is when it changed for me. You just had a birthday, yeah. Because it's uh, October first right now. Yeah. So last week was your my little... spiritual awakening to where baby James, baby James, he was out and wow. he knew he knew the truth. So what got you there? What what was that, man? It was so him answering prayers that I've prayed years ago hmm. and answering them in his time. Not my time, not when I wanted them, not when I probably wouldn't have appreciated them hmm. in his time. So it was when a big one was when I was out, right, with yeah. my Achilles injury. Yeah. So I'm making a little bit more money because of disability and work and stuff like that. And I have the money for that. And I buy a ticket. I'm like, all right, cool. Well, I got the ticket. You know, this yeah. is this. I'm going to Canada to see my daughter finally after eight years. And oh, but the state says it takes about. Uh, about three months to get a passport. And oh I yeah, like that's right. Yeah, because they're that's another country. Yeah, right. I always forget that. Right. Yeah. Okay. You get I get three months to get it. So okay, well, God, you know, if if it's in your will, I guess if if you if you do make it happen, then it then I can't. Mm. It comes early. Mm. It comes like a month early, and I'm just like, oh, what is this? I open it up. It's my passport. And I hold it, and I'm like looking at it like, oh man, like gold. Wow, this is happening. Like I'm gonna see and get my daughter back finally. Right. Oh my god, like he answered my prayer again. Oh man. So then that night, um, Vanessa and I are we're home, uh, we're relaxing. She's watching, uh, we're watching something on Netflix or something like that, and. Like, I go in the room, she's, she's sleeping in the den, I go in the room, and I just hold my passport, and I just start crying. Hmm. Because that little piece of paper meant so much to me. Because I was getting my kid back. And then, I'm just like, put it away, get back up. And walk back out there, and I'm walking around the house, and just something's a matter, like, I can't, I can't shake this feeling. And then, like, I sit, I sit down, and I look around the room, and then, like, in my mind, I'm just seeing, like, these flickers of light, flickers, flickers, flickers. Of light. Mm. I'm just like, What's, what is that? Like, am I gonna have a stroke? Like, <laughs> I mean, please don't take me. I'm about to have this trip. I'm not ready to go yet. No, no. I mean, I know, I know it's up to you, but what's going on? So then, 
uh, I'm walking around the house, and Vanessa's like, babe, where you at? I'm like, oh, I'm in here. And then, like, I try to wipe my eyes off, and so she doesn't see me crying. Yeah. And then, uh, like, she's like, you ready to go to bed? And I'm like, yeah. But so I go in the room, and I sit there, and she's like, you okay? And I'm like, yeah, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm not, I'm okay, I guess. And she's like, what do you mean, you guess? So I was like, I don't know. She, and I get up, and I start walking back and forth in the room. By now, she's kind of looking at me like, what's <laughs> going on? Yeah. Like, what's the matter? And I'm like, oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. Right. And I'm just bugging. And I'm like, why can't? Every time I close my eyes, it's just this light. And then it's pitch dark, and it's just light. And I'm like, what is that? Like, am I, is something up? Like, I can't. I don't know what's going on. And so. um, It's that superpower. Right. It's coming and on. And I was like, bro. And then so I lay down next to her, and then she's like, just talk to me. And I'm like. What do you want to talk about? Whatever's going on with you is what I want to talk about. What's the matter with you? And so yeah. I, she's like, look at me, talk to me. So I turned to her and it's like pitch dark and I can already see her face when I have my eyes closed. Um, and she's like, what's the matter? And I was like, I'm just, I'm thankful. And then she's like, thankful for what? And I'm like, thankful for, thankful for God. I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for Tiana. I'm thankful for everything that he's given me, dude. And I just, light up Ryan mm. like like you said like morphing into something different and it's pitch black bro but it's bright as light it's bright as light in that room wow and I'm just thankful and I'm screaming God I'm here for your glory use me for your will use me I'm here use me and ever since then bring him home that's all I hear every day bring him home bring him mm. home so yeah and since September 24th, 2017, the Holy Spirit awakened in me, man. And I would never forget that date. That's my second birthday. It's <laughs> wow. my second birthday. So it's just... Bring them home. Bring them home. Bring, my, bring my babies home. It's all I hear. Bring my babies home. And wow. now I live my life by that standard. Being in healthcare, um, dealing with death, dealing with all that stuff. It's not an easy job. But he put me there for a reason because I could be that superhero for my coworkers. I could be that superhero for that person that I'm trying to bring back to life doing CPR. I could be that hmm. that person that needs to be there during a person's tough time in their life to just tell them, like, you know, it's, it's going to be okay. Don't stop fighting because he woke you up this morning for a reason. You know, even though life doesn't always seem fair to everybody and everybody wants to cry, why, why me, why you, why not you? Because I didn't deserve, I didn't deserve, I didn't deserve what he showed me. <laughs> I didn't deserve to be chosen, but he chose me for a reason because I was broke. Oh. I was broke. He uses the weak. He uses the weak. To defy the strong. Right. And, oh man, things are just moving in my life, man. Like, for so long I've fought with my weight, dude. Like, the weight's been holding me down and now it's just coming off. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and it's because for me to believe in me, I had to realize that he believed in me first. Hmm. First. First. Yep. And then everything fell in line with that. And so weight loss has become an effortless at this point in time for me. Yeah, I still wow. have my cookies and stuff like that. Who doesn't? <laughs> I am a big fan of carrot cake. But um, Carrot cake? 
Carrot cake is delicious. Uh, Why do you say it like that? I don't know about that. Come on now, right? So now the uh, <laughs> interview is over. I'm sorry. That's it. You're and out. The bashing cake. You can't. Gotta have carrot cake. It's delicious. <laughs> but I mean, we. it's just... Once... Once that happened, man, things just started just... Yeah. Lighting up. Like, I, I want to run to the ministry as much as I can. I want to start my day and end my day with God. Yeah. You know? And yeah. it's funny because, like... <clears throat> Because of the whole body conscious thing, when all that came into me, man, I was in my most humblest of outfits, bro. Like I came into the world, <laughs> you know what I mean? And he just hit me, and I was just like, "Oh God, what do, how do I cover up?" It's okay, I've seen it all already. Yeah, I it's, already it's, know. It's, I already know what it looks like. He's got that X-ray vision, right? right? He's like, yeah. "I've seen that. I made that. You're my image, man. You're mm. you're you're beautiful the way you are." And I've accepted that. Now that I know that, he's okay with me. I'm okay with me. What What do you What would you say is and I've asked everybody this. Okay. What's, what is attractive to you about Christ? Oh. The fact that he loves me, even through all the stuff that I've been through. I think that's the most attractive because I couldn't even forgive myself. There's mm. times where I go to wash my hands and there's a mirror right there. I wouldn't even look at it. Man. Because... <laughs> I don't even feel like I deserve to be breathing, bro. Now, I think that's what's the most attractive because he made me believe in me finally after mm. 37 years of not believing in who you see yourself as and where, where you come from. Like, you don't deserve that. But I deserve everything that he's going to give me because he wants me to be happy. You know? Wow. He wants me to be happy. He wants me to live in his abundant light. He wants me... To get my story out, man, because you know I know I'm not the only one living that life. That yeah, everything's okay and everything is great by my standards when it's really not. Yeah, you know I know I'm not the only one that's wrecked a home, that's broken hearts, that's objectified women, that's been addicted to porn, that's you know just wilding, you know. And I don't have. It's weird, man. I was addicted to porn since I was twelve. And now there's not even a, not even thinking about that stuff anymore. It's crazy mm. how he works because De- I prayed De- for it. Deliverance, right? That's and beautiful. He's like, and he's just like, oh, you don't, you don't need that. You got me. You're right, Jesus. I got you. Cool. Wow. Just leave it where it's at. You know, leave it where it's at. And yeah. I, I remember sitting here last year. Yeah. In, in MC. MC. Yeah. And you're just hungry. That that was what I see. It's because we'd open that book, yeah, and we'd pick a verse, yeah, you know, one, yeah, one verse, and we'd spend an hour plus talking about right. that verse. One verse, man. We just you're like, what is this? Brian, this is full know. of these, right? It's like, what for real? Like, <laughs> man, are you like oh, that book is amazing, and and like yeah. I, I'm not gonna say that I read it every day, but I need to. Because a lot of the answers that I have questions to are there. Yeah. And I don't, I feel like, you know, even though I get up in the morning and I pray before I leave the house, I pray for uh, my family. I pray for, you know, I thank him for my grace, his humility, his lessons that he's learned and the mm. things that I've gained into the lessons that he's gotten me through. I thank him for my friends. I thank him for Resonate. I thank him for Pastor Ryan. I thank him for you. I thank him for everybody, you know. Yeah. And then I start my day. Um, like, my buddy from work, uh, 
He's like, hey, man, you got that uh, Jesus Call app? You should, you should download that. Mm. I was like, I got to pay for that app. Like, yeah, <laughs> no, it's, it's worth it. Pay for that app. Yeah. So I try to make sure I read that every day. You yeah. Know, daily devotional, try to make sure there. But I need to be better about the book. Dude, it's an amazing book. It is. I it, mean, it, there's there's books that like can teach you things. Yeah. And then there's this book that changes who you are. And I, you know, and I tell the, you've heard it. I tell the kids this every week. Yeah. That like, when, when you open that book, you're sharing God's mind. Mm. Like you're reading his mind. Yeah. Literally his thoughts are yeah. going into your eyes and, and bouncing around inside your head. And the more your thoughts line up with his, yeah, the more you're going to start looking like he does. And yeah. guess what? He's not confused by our life. You know, he's not wondering. Yeah, what what tomorrow will bring? He doesn't stress about the stuff we do. He's got the ultimate big picture. Yeah, and you know, I, I think a lot of you know a lot of people just tell you like, oh, read your Bible more. Like, yeah. it's just magic pixie dust. But that, it's not. It's not what it is. No, it, it's it's way deeper than that. Yeah. You know, it, it's a magical thing. So it's <laughs> like you know, you it's magical, and there's a lot of. A lot of good stuff in there, but you have to actually be applying that to your life, right? right? And walking yeah. that walk, and that, and that's why, like, I listen to the music I listen to nowadays. It's chip. It's different. I remember, like, when my daughter told me that you know I listen to Christian music. And I was <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you what? what? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> like okay well you know there's some pretty good stuff that everybody else makes and you should be right, right, right. and now that's all i listen to bro yeah it's christian rap because it just <laughs> it you hearing everybody else's struggles and you're like i me too i me too and then yeah like i'm a big fan of like annie minio mccray yep triply like a lot of the people that you've you turned me on to like i did bruh me you the the big white guy yes. from the peninsula in the tiny Hagrid house in the tiny Hagrid house yes. I turned James turned Wilborn into onto Lecrae into Lecrae Bam. and I've been on him ever Street since credit. to where even like <laughs> my son Malachi is listening to that yeah constantly and yeah. we're going to a concert I know we're going next we're week we're going next week no it's this week it's Wednesday it's Wednesday oh oh gosh that's right. Okay. Yeah, we're we're doing it. We're, I'm we're there. Okay. Yes, I'm glad you reminded me. So yeah, it's it's been an amazing journey, man, so far. What do you think he's teaching you right now? Current events. Stay strong. Yeah. Because I got you. Yeah. Stay strong because it's gonna be okay. Stay strong because I give you the state of glorified me. Use 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 your light that I've that I've instilled in you for the greater good. Bring them home. Bring them home. I I'll give you the stage when you're ready. I'll give you this when you're ready. Just yeah. listen to what I'm telling you. Maybe because like my grandfather was a man of God, my dad was a man of God, and it's just I never thought it was my turn mm. until that day. You know. Been sitting the bench this whole time, bro. The whole time I've been sitting the bench. Not even paying attention to anything that he was saying or anything that to glorify him. I wasn't glorifying him. I was glorifying myself and my selfish needs. You know? Yeah. But yeah, just 
stay humble and stay steady on me. And if you have a question, I'm here to answer it for you, you know, or give you the resources to get that answer. Yeah. You know, and it's definitely true. Like you got to surround yourself around people that are in that same boat. Yeah. Because the world is just so many. I remember when I told my uh, a good friend of mine that I wanted to be a pastor and he was like, you're gonna be a what? Like, yeah. you're really gonna be a pastor? Like, you. I remember I saw you the next day. You, and you I was were pissed. all, yeah, you were all. I was mad turned over. I was just like, because what he said to me, man, and and I use that to also propel my life. Like, when you fell, I'll be the first person to laugh in your face. Ooh, he said that to you. That's right. Yeah, and I still consider him a good friend, but he's just his sodium is a little high at times. Eh. He told him he was a little high that time. I like and, that. I, and I still love him. And, you know, oh, I don't... <laughs> I use that as fuel. Because any, you know, one person at the hospital that could catch me on a bad day, but they're having a worse day because of the situation that they're in. Yeah. And I could just be like, you know, they could see my cross or a reference. It can give them hope, whatever. Yeah. Or just me going above and beyond because that's somebody's auntie, uncle, brother, sister, mother, grandmother, you know, dad, Yeah. you know, and that could be my dad, you know, that could be another person that, that believes in Christ that you're taking care of. And why be mean at that point in time? Why be mean to a fellow brother or sister or Anybody that you don't know their walk of life. People's stories are amazing, and I've got to learn. I know. <laughs> uh, I'm, do- I'm doing it, man. Man, you're yeah, you are. I and I thank you f- for this opportunity, man. Like when you when you asked me to do this, I was just like, what? <laughs> you want me to do what? Yeah, I do. And really? All right. Well, I guess this is it. God, so I've been praying about this day, man. And here we are. And it's out there. Dude, the last year, like, yeah, since I've met you, there's been, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Gosh, I'm, I'm trying to, yeah, there's been a light. I think that's the best word I guess. There's been a light in you. Yeah. You know, your heart is huge. Thanks, man. And God is, whether or not you felt him yeah. for the 37 years, yeah. he was right there. The whole time. He's right there, and and even though like so much went sour, man, yeah, he was still protecting you, shielding you, preparing you, yeah, and you know what I know is that God is infinite, and He's all powerful, and He's all knowing, and He has accounted for you, even through that time, yeah, and that that all of that stuff that you went through is only going to serve to just expose more of who he is to you. And dude, all this stuff gives you a platform to speak from. Yeah, man. That people don't have. I mean, it, it, this, all this, all this stuff, you know, gives relevance to who James is. Yeah. You know, and it gives you context. Yeah. And these things aren't, this is the amazing thing about God is it's, he's not, he doesn't take all this stuff and erase it. He erases your punishment. He gives you the grace. He secures you for eternity. Blesses you beyond your... But but he takes all this stuff and he wraps up and he uses it. Yeah. It's amazing. Right. He can use all that junk. Yeah. 
to make you into an even more powerful witness for him. It's amazing. There's, it, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. It's impossible. Yeah. And that's the whole point. Yeah. And it didn't make sense to me either. Like why he chose me. Like, <laughs> yeah. When that night when I was sitting there and, and I was just on fire. Yeah. Like there's two fans going on and my skin was just hot. And Vanessa's like looking at me like, Am I going to have to call 911? He's going to explode. This big African-American dude that's blocking the only exit out, mind you. He's she was going to have out. to take a window if I would have went crazy that night. It's like, and it's like, it was just beautiful, bro. Like, it was, um, what I felt that night, people have got to feel this good. Yeah. And this fearless in life because if he if he took me and he chose me, and he put me here for a reason, man. You got to find your reason. Yeah. You got to find your why. And you got to get to it. You got to use your spiritual gifts for his glory. You know? And it might not seem so clean and crystal clear at times at first. But if you stay on target, man, you'll get there. Hmm. You'll figure it out. He'll help you figure it out. Just ask for it. Just ask for it. Humble yourself in front of the Lord and come to Jesus. Hmm. Humble yourself. Don't be scared. I mean... I was. You know? Yeah. I was. You'll be scared again. Oh, yeah. It's coming. I get scared every couple of months or so. Yeah. Something goes down. I'm but like, I, what? It's, 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 yeah, <laughs> it is. And there's you're going to go through these seasons in life. But I feel I'm never alone. Yeah. I'm never alone because he's driving his vehicle now. And I'm a passenger in the greatest show on earth. Hmm. You know, and by his glory, man. Oh, man. <laughs> See? Fireworks. Fireworks going hey, off in the background. That's right funny. on cue. That's, incra- that's crazy because he knows, man. We, he's here. He's moving it. That's he's Newark. moving it. It's, it's amazing, man, the things that he's shown me and he's, and he's, and he's allowed me to do. You know, and yeah. now finding a home and resonate, man, it's just like <sighs> the church is beautiful, man. And yeah. the pastors, uh, the people, the smiles, the love, the embraces, man, this it's amazing that I'm part of that. And I'm thankful for resonate. I'm thankful for you. I'm thank you for Pastor Ryan. I'm thank you for the MC that we're currently in with Scott yeah. Taylor and his wife oh, it was an amazing bunch of people that opened their home up and their hearts up and Scott's amazing you know he he. <laughs> I just look at him and I'm just like he gives me the same feeling like you know you bite into a warm cookie like everything's okay <laughs> when you see Scott like everything's warm good cookie. like a warm cookie like you just it just feels good you know what I'm saying when you see it him you're does. like man it does yeah and like when you see like when I see Pastor Ryan and Jackson, like you see them and you're just like, life is good when you see them. Yeah. Or you see somebody from, from from church and you're just like, hey, like, how are you doing today? Yeah. What's going on with you? Yeah. And how's life? You know, and you, if you're lucky enough, they'll share a piece of that, and you can grow from that. You know, because I know I've I've grown a lot in the last year. Yeah. You know. You're just getting started. Bruts, I'm so ready. Oh, I'm so ready for what do you glory. What do you think is next? 
Oh man, like I, I really, I, I want to be, I'm gonna be a pastor. That's what I want. I want to, I want to pick up where my pops left off, mm. where my dad left off. I mean, because cancer took him eight. My brother's a pastor, and like I told Scott, man, it's, I've been sitting on the bench too long. It's my time to get in the game and make disciples in His name. Like, yeah, that experience. Just flipped my bucket list upside down and shook it. And now, like at the top of that list, it's like, make disciples, be yeah. ready to go for Jesus, be ready to, yep. to say what you need to say to get to people that you need to get to. And then the rest of that stuff will fall in line afterwards if if He makes it available for me. You know, sold out. Oh, I'm sold out for sure. <laughs> sold sold out. out. Yeah, man. I I'm doing my best to live. Christian life like full on and to do what I need to do to maintain that yeah you know it's gonna be hard it's not gonna be perfect because life down here is not gonna be easy he said that you know yeah but I could just do my best to live that life and be about that life well that's what we do we we yeah it's amazing we don't we don't work like we're trying to impress him you know or whatever we work because he just keeps filling, and yeah. we we can't help but overflowing. Yeah, and letting it spill out. And he's pointed you at bringing his kids home, right? Oh, bro! Like, and then crazy enough, I mean, rest kids now. Yeah, I know. You know rocking with you, you of all people, kids, you of all people, people are serving serving in a children's yeah. ministry. Right, it's amazing. I I feel the same way. But that was doing it too. He's 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 a he's a pastor as well. Honestly, man, I, I turn around half the time when I'm standing in there. I'm like, did did these people know? Like, I I'm not supposed to be here, right? Like, this shouldn't be happening. Look yeah. around. I, I'm a. There's like hundreds of thousands of people who'd be better to have in this spot, and for some reason, I get to stand here you and do this. Go. I get to stand here. Yeah. And you get you get to be a part of it too. Yeah, dude. Like, All right, this is. Let's go. We're bringing them. We're bringing them home for you, Lord. Let's go. We're bringing them home for you, man. Like, and that's. It's awesome to feel that way, to yeah. know that you can, mold this young life into. A soldier of God, you know. Yeah. And just hope that they stay that way for because if, if they can do that early on, like and listen to it and harness that power and know that. Ooh-wee. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the coolest thing to like, to be, you know, there on a Sunday. Yeah. And you got the kids sitting all around. Yeah. And you play the little video or whatever. You do the songs with the hand motions and yeah. all that. But then there, there's this little pocket of time when you're, you're teaching. And you take a, you know, what did we talk about last? The, the tabernacle. Tabernacle, yes. The tabernacle. This old, old story. Yeah, from Old Testament, the Boring Testament, right? <laughs> who who teaches out of the Old Testament? And and we walk these kids through the the idea of like, no, they needed the tabernacle because they couldn't get near God; yeah. they would die. But because of Christ, you get to go like right in there. Yeah. Like you yeah. don't have to be afraid. We don't have to tie bells and a rope on your leg in case you creak. Like yeah. like you can talk to God right now. And you see the kids like. Oh, 
Really? Really? I can't. Huh. And you're just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's the whole reason I'm alive. Right, right. there. I just, just saw that it. one. That that thing you just understood yeah. makes it all worth makes it. it like, worth it, man. Dude. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. James? Yes, sir. Dude. Man, we... I'm so glad that you came over to my little house today. This was... You, you got um, you got me there for a minute. You. Thank you, man. I appreciate you having me, man. And thank you for listening to me, man. Hopefully yeah. it was interesting enough to, you know... <laughs> well, if people are still listening by now, then I guess it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just hope they're like, hey, man, was that you? Was that yeah, you're that yeah, guy. You're that guy. You're yeah. that guy. I mean, and, uh, hopefully, like, with, with me telling my story, then it makes people realize that they are enough. That you mm. are enough. Even though you don't feel like you're enough, you're enough for him. He's happy with you. You know, he might not be happy with everything that you've done, but he's okay mm. with it. You know what I mean? We get through that part. You know? And you're stronger to tell in from it because I've grown stronger from it all. Yeah. So strong from every, all my life experiences, man. Yeah. Like... I love life now. I'm a part of it. I don't want to hurt myself. I don't want to kill myself. I don't want to. I want to love everybody. <laughs> I want to love the world. You know. And just sometimes a, it's hard. It's just hard. a love machine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well. You know. Yes, sir. It's 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 easy being negative, but it's hard to be positive at times. Yeah. You know. And I just felt like. Through a lot of that part of my life, it was a lot of negativity and stuff that should have broke me. Yeah. And at times it did. And look where I'm at now. Look where I'm at now. I'm blessed. It's a, it's really blessed. a new beginning. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Amazing. Yeah, man. Dude, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. High five. There you yes, go. Yes, sir. Get it. <laughs> right on. Thank you for having me. Love you, man. Love you too, brother. All right, there you have it. That is James Wilborn. Man, what, what a story, dude. I, uh, I gotta get some real tissues in here. I, I had to dip into him myself there for a second, man. Uh, just his story is just is it's deep. Uh, but but something he said, you know, that the reason he loves the gospel, the reason he loves Jesus, is because Jesus loves him no matter what, no matter who he is, no matter what he's done. That there's hope and there's a future. And I cannot wait to have a front row seat to see what God is going to do with this man. Uh, it's a privilege to know him. It's a privilege to get to know him. Uh, just to teach him myself is, is humbling. Uh, but I think uh, above above most things, I think the fact that I actually, of all people, turned him on to Christian rappers is astoundingly awesome. Uh, as always, please uh, follow and like the Facebook page, The Great Stories Podcast. Uh, listen for free online, Apple Podcast or Stitcher. Just search for The Great Stories Podcast. Uh, you can support us at Patreon.com. Just search for The Great Stories Podcast. And of course, if you want to be on the show or you know somebody who you think would be great to sit down with and talk to, shoot me an email at The Great Stories Podcast at Gmail. Thank you so much for listening. God bless you. Good night.
Ah, so you're still listening again. I think you're you figured out that there's bonus materials at the end of these podcasts. Uh, this is a time where I just kind of either play a, a chunk of the interview that uh, either happened before or after I officially recorded, or I, I just kind of talk to you about what's on my mind for the day. And uh, this morning, I, I stumbled across a piece of scripture that I've seen uh, a lot of times. Uh, but it's it's funny how the Bible works that a lot of times you'll you'll read the same thing that you've read so many times, but for some reason today you just you see something different. Uh, and it, the scripture that I'm looking at is Romans chapter five, uh, verse number eight, and it says, "But God demonstrates His own love for us in this: while we were still sinners, Christ died for us." Epically huge, theologically deep, <laughs> short passage of scripture, and uh, I'm I'm just I'm blown away by these things all the time, because the the whole while we were still sinners part implies that Christ knew the sin that he was paying for, and and I've I've studied this before that that Jesus himself though he was a man. And, and had all the vulnerabilities and all the challenges and, and lived life as a man, he still had the deity of God. And he still demonstrated all, all over the place in Scripture just these, these huge, powerful things that he did. You know, calming the Red Sea, raising people from the dead, uh, producing food out of thin air. Even there's spots where he reads minds. He predicts the future. And, and it's so clear to me that... Christ absolutely had the the full knowledge of God, the all-knowingness, the omniscience of God, while he was still uh, on earth as a man. And, and what that means is that when, when, when Christ was on the cross, and when he says the words, it is finished, that means that, that Christ could see the sins he was paying for. He could see the past. He could see the present. He could see into the future. And he could see me as clearly as me. He doesn't have to think about it. doesn't have to remember. doesn't have to think really hard. He sees me. He sees all of me. And when, when I've tried to like take accounting of all of the sin in my entire life, I could probably remember, I don't know, maybe, maybe 0.5% of all the sins that I've committed just so far. You know, let alone what I have yet to. You know, I can't remember most of it. But he can. He doesn't have to struggle to remember. He knows the number. Each individual sin in my life. And, and he's hanging on the cross and he says, it's finished. He says, well, while I was yet a sinner, Christ died for me. Knowing the worst of who I am knowing just how I was his enemy, knowing all that, he willingly hung there. He willingly gave his life. He willingly shed his blood on my behalf. Uh, he shed the most precious thing that's ever existed on this earth is the blood of Christ. And he that's the bid that he put on me. An undeserving enemy is what I was. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. See, Christ could have bid a penny on me and he would have got ripped off instead he he unloaded his his precious blood on that cross 
While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He didn't have to do it, but he did it because he loves us. And that is the most glorious kind of love that's ever happened on this earth. It's a privilege. It's an honor. It's such a blessing to be a part of that. And uh, talking to James today, just, you know, it's so, it's refreshing to me. You know, I've been a Christian for almost 15 years. And to see someone that, that just really got this, you know, a year ago, a year and a couple weeks ago, uh, man, it, it lights something in me too. I'm excited to see him on fire and uh, it lights something in me. And I, 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 I can't wait to go into battle with that guy and, and just live this out. For God demonstrates his own love for us. That while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. In his ultimate moment of weakness, he did the most powerful thing that's ever been done. And we get to reap the harvest, the benefit. We get to serve him now. Because he loved us first. That's awesome. Uh, Thanks for listening. Stay tuned.